Welcome to the State of Wrestling, a power drive from the Brooklyn Mauler here with the big man. How you doing? I'm doing well, Brooklyn Mauler, and how are you doing today? All right. What we got going on in the news today? Uh, you know, the Queer Wrestling Index released their top 200 best LGBTQ pro wrestlers of 2023. This was on Outsports.com. And I have the top few in front of me, you know, one to 20. I'm not going to read all of them, but I think there's some interesting names here that you might be interested in. Okay. Uh, so first of all, I think we know about Giselle Shaw, um, an NXT uh, transgender wrestler, and she's in a relationship with uh, Scott Demore. And she has a big role in Impact Wrestling right now, soon to be TNA. So that's Giselle Shaw the Pearl of the Philippines, um, but also on this list, uh, well, let's see, Trisha Dora, uh, who has been seen on uh, AEW, um, Tony Storm, uh, who is uh, married to your guy, Rock Hard, uh, she's LGBTQ, uh, she's, she's number nine, Trisha mm -hmm. Dora is number eight. Also, um, Ali Catch, people have been maybe seeing her more on the uh, indie circuit. Speedball Mike Bailey, did you know he identifies as LGBTQ? He's married to Vita Scott, who is non-binary. So his pronouns oh. were they. So that's him. Anthony Bowens is number five. Wouldn't you have thought he'd be number one? Right. Yeah, he's not. Uh, Effie is number three. And uh, number one is Max the Impaler, a, uh, a female wrestler who many people thought that the Viking Raiders um, were copying her, her style and a strong resemblance. But Max the Impaler, number one. So congratulations to Max. Um, any reaction to anybody there you didn't know identified as LGBTQ? I didn't know Speedball Mike Belly. I didn't know... Um... You know, Tony Storm, I didn't know that. Yeah, bisexual. Um, bisexual. Wow, didn't know that. Um, so I didn't know um I, I didn't know um Shaw was in a relationship with Scott Demore. So that yes. means I didn't I didn't know that. Yeah, they uh, lived together last year. They were on their they had they showed a picture of their Christmas card of them together in the Oh, oh okay. yeah. Well, yeah. Um, always we know, but you know, uh, wow, yeah, uh, Trisha Dora, what what she identify as? Uh, let's see, because she just had a match with Abaddon on Rampage. She did, she did. She's she's tough as nails, wouldn't you say? Where um, Kiara Hogan? She didn't make the top twenty. No, she didn't. That's a good point. And if Kiara Hogan's not in the top twenty. That must mean that neither is Kira Hogan's uh, partner. Who and was her partner? Well, she was Adrenaline in um, Wow Women of Wrestling, but here okay. she is. Uh, she has. Um, let me see. I'm just googling it. Kira Hogan Diamante. Diamante. Oh, 
yeah. Wow. Uh, also um, in the news, uh, Dave Penzer is leaving Impact Wrestling, so they had a send-off for him. David Penzer is leaving? Yep. My God, he's been he's been announcing for such a long time since the WCW days. Yeah, yeah, so he's been in Impact Wrestling, and I'll be honest, I, I don't watch Impact all the time. And when I do watch it, it's usually flipping back and forth. So I don't always see his ring announcements lately. But I do know he's been there. He's been there for about three years with Impact. Um, he's been all over, but he's leaving Impact. Um, so there's that. Um, also, uh, this is pretty interesting. Uh, with the movie about the Von Erichs coming out, Iron Claw, the Orlando Sentinel did an interview and an article with uh, somebody uh, you may know, Nicole Gossett. She's the daughter of Mike Graham. Uh-huh. And, you know, her father, Mike Graham, committed suicide. Her brother committed suicide. And her grandfather committed suicide. But so did her great-uncle and her great-grandfather. Yeah, I mean, she was on Dark Side of the Ring. Oh, that's right. That's right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So there was an article about that. And, and mental illness, she said, runs in their family. And for Mike Graham, you know, just the idea that his father dies, commits suicide, then his son commits suicide. It mm -hmm. was just something he was never going to get over. Yeah. Right. And as far as the news, um, you know, the, the rest of the news kind of blends in with what we've been watching. So well, let me ask you this. Um, PWI tag teams. Do you have that? Oh, did they release their tag teams of the year? Yeah. Yeah. I'll pull it up right that? now. I'll pull it up right now while we're talking. Right. But yeah, man, um, David Penzer, uh, he, man, he was, he's around for such a long time. Um, why are you pulling it up? Like my favorite. Uh, right now. Too. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Go ahead. No, I have it right uh, here. But who's your favorite? Okay, guy, my favorite guy of all time is Howard Finkel. Oh, he was phenomenal. And my second one is Gary Michael Capetta. Gary Michael Capetta. What? Let me ask you: When you were younger, watching Howard Finkel, for me, and I'm just wondering if it was the same for you. Did you think Mean Gene and he were related somehow? No, I never really thought of that. <laughs> Because I remember thinking that in the very early 80s, like 85, 86, I'd mm -hmm. see Howard Finkel and I'm thinking, is he related to Mean Gene? Or is that right now? <laughs> uh, uh, I was wondering why why Howard Finkel wasn't on Wrestling Challenge and 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 that woman was there, Mike McGurk. That was her name. But I oh, yeah, why Mike McGurk with the suit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, why is she doing it on 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 Wrestling Challenge? Why is she there? Instead of how it think. Hey, I love Mike McGurk, but I, I see your point. But, um, you know, my favorite, one of my favorite ring announcers of all time, I don't even know his name. I don't know if I forgot it or if I ever knew it, but in the Starcade match, cage match of the Rock and Roll Express when they defeated Ole and Arn Anderson for the titles, mm -hmm. there's a guy there and he, he's, you know, he's overweight, he's, he's wearing glasses. Uh, and he's bald, and he has the mic, and he introduces the Andersons. And then when it's time for the Rock and Roll Express, he goes, and now, 
get rid of Boogie. <laughs> it's like this completely <laughs> unfair, biased intro for the Rock and Roll Express. I loved it. And he's shaking and he says it, get rid of Boogie. <laughs> Ricky and Robert, the Rock and Roll Express. And all the girls are going crazy. Yeah. Who's your second one? Oh, in other words, my real one. <laughs> right. um, you know what? Mark Lawrence of World okay. Class Championship Wrestling was very good. Mark Lawrence. Yeah, he was good. I liked him better on commentary, though. He was. He was a very serious commentator, very dry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he was. You're right. He was a he was a great commentator. Who was the who was the ring announcer for Global? Because we always remember the crazy announcing on Global. You know, the Elvis Presley eating jelly donuts. I don't even remember who the ring announcer was actually. So. I don't even know who the ring announcer was neither. Uh, we gotta pull that up. Yeah, yeah. yeah pull that up. Um, so, yeah, see who that was. It. Um, oh, you know, I'm glad you brought up the PWI tag team because I forgot they did release it. This was in late November, and I was pretty surprised by by that list. Um, so let us go. You got it up. Oh, you, well, you, you, you've, well, you, you've completely have me obsessed now with who is the global wrestling. Okay, let's I'll, find out. We'll get back to it. Let's see who the global. Let's see who's the global. Let's that's, that's we all over the place today. Let's see who's the global um, announcer is. Global Wrestling <laughs> Federation. None of that global force. Global no, wrestling. <laughs> that that never took off. Oh, that was terrible. <laughs> I love seeing him, uh, Jeff Jarrett, now with his podcast, and he'll be like. You know, these companies, they're just doing it all wrong. <laughs> the global force guy. <laughs> Come on now. Um, let's see. Global Wrestling Federation. That's... I don't know if they had one guy. They're, the announcer's John Horton. was mm -hmm. Craig Johnson. Scott Hudson, Stephen Prezak, Stephen DeTruth. Bonnie Blackstone did the ring announcing. Did she do the in-ring announcing? I know she did some interviews. Um, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't see it. It's not coming. A former personnel. Let's see, list of personnel. No, those are the wrestlers. I'm gonna give myself five more seconds before I. Managers, valets, referees, commentators, and interviewers. David Webb, Bruce Pritchard, Jeff Pesino. I think Harvey Martin. Oh, Mark Lawrence. He was there too, temporarily. Mm -hmm. Doyle, was in the oh, here's right? here it is. Doyle King. Doyle King. Okay. I believe it was Doyle King. It doesn't say ring announcer next to his name, but I do remember Doyle King being there. I think that was it. We had to pull up. We got to pull up. If you sure, we got to pull up a match on YouTube. One of those pa Dark Patriot, Patriot versus the Dark Patriot matches. That's a good idea with that great referee well, uh, beard with the great hair, the rock and roll hair. Or, or one of the greatest matches of all time I've seen on TV on ESPN, the Lightning Kid versus Jerry Lynn. That was a great match. That was a great match, and uh, well said. And and uh, I followed Chaz on. Um, I followed Chaz. Was Scotty Flamingo there too? Yeah, he was. He was. He was part Scottie of the uh, that whole group of the lightweights in the beginning there. Scotty Flamingo, which is Raven. Yeah, we don't know. I'm a Scotty Flamingo. 
Yeah. And um, you know who? You know, of course, we love uh, what's we love the Marcus Bagwell, the handsome stranger. Oh yeah. Was um was Al Perez there too? He was there briefly, I believe, because it kind of bled into IWCCW and you know IWCWA oh, I... bled into Global and USWA and but um yeah he was Global Wrestling was like those two or three years were just so much fun. Oh, just so much. I know, fun. I know who's there. Jeff Gaylord, the Missouri Tiger. Jeff Jeff Gaylord for sure. He died recently, didn't he? He did? Oh, I didn't know. He was that. in and out of jail, I think. Um, went through some things. Uh, hey, Lord, is he alive? We don't want to start any rumors here on the pile driver. Right. 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 Exactly. No, he died. He died in March. RP Jeff Gary Lloyd. Yeah. Was the Texas Hangman there, too? I remember them from AWA. So same channel ESPN, but I, mm-hmm. I know WA. The Texas Hangman, remember those guys? They were, they were <laughs> at that time. I thought they were the best tag team in the world, and they were in a two out of three falls tag team match. I forgot who they were wrestling. It might have been TJ something, and and uh, but the rules were interesting. It was after the first fall, the winning team, which was the Hangman. They could begin the second fall two on one until the guy made the tag to his partner, and then oh, it became kind of a Texas tornado match. Oh, that's very interesting. Yeah, yeah. Well, I have the PWI tag team one. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's go do it. Let's go top twenty. Top twenty. Uh, let's see. Twenty is a team. Violence is forever. I don't know who they are. Do you? Me neither. Mm-mm. Uh, 19, House of Black. Uh, okay. 18, the Chavez Brothers. Okay. 17, Donna Del Mondo. 16, the Lucha Brothers. 15, New Eras. 14, Rascals. 13, Meltair. Don't know them. 12, La Rebellion. 11, the Elite. 10, 7 up. Wait, the elite of who? Who's the elite? Doesn't say. AWA? I mean, so I'm sorry, AEW a- 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 elite? Let me try another sort site that might show it. That's Okay, this one might do a better job. Because the elite is a little vague. Is it because is that the Young Bucks? Is that Omega? Like, who, who is who is it? I don't see it because they're not in the top ten. There's no. Okay, let's go to the top ten. The elite. Oh, let me see. All right, top ten, seven up. Now this is com- combining women and male tag teams. That's what they did this year. Okay. Um, number nine, damage control. Okay. Eight, Judgment Day. Seven, The Acclaimed. Six, ABC. And that is um, over on Impact Wrestling. That's uh, um, the uh, the guys who were in the Bullet Club for Impact Wrestling. Um, five, okay. City Machine Guns. Four, oh, wow, they still doing it. 
Yeah. Well, now they're the world champion and the X Division champion in Impact. Okay. Wow. Four, Bishamon, the Japanese mm-hmm. New Japan tag team. Three, mm-hmm. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Number two, Aussie Open. And number one, FTR. Brooklyn Mahler. Okay. So. Wow. Um, uh, who, I don't know how Ozzy Open is better, bigger, better than um, Sami Zayn. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. The young, have everybody down on the young buck for some reason? <laughs> yeah, uh, it sounds like it. Um, CM Punk certainly is. Um, oh, well, we know CM Punk is. Um, you know, Judgment Day should have been much higher. They should have been because they dragged that tag team up by the by the bootstraps. Because nobody... the Usos didn't even make the top ten. Uh, no, they didn't. No, they. Didn't. Why? They held the belts for such a long period of time. They made Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. You are correct. That makes no sense. Why the Usos? Where's the Usos? They are. I'm already at fifty, and I and I don't see them. Oh, this list is bullshit already. The Usos don't make it. You know, it's it feels like this feels like those um, newspapers they hand out in Times Square, where it's basically like these indie companies might have paid advertising. Yeah. <laughs> For something like that, because I I I, sort of, I, I do agree with you. Um, who, what would be your top few, like for you and me? Uh, men or women or both? Men and women or women? well, I mean it's not that many women tag teams. To be honest with you, um, you know what's interesting? I browsed the entire 100 list, and none of the women tag teams are from WoW. Because if I were going to tell you to make a list of the top women tag teams, you'd probably have your, your Miami Sweet Hate, but people Miami don't respect Wow. People don't they respect Wow as a wrestling company for some reason, and this is particular. This is nineteen eighties wrestling. Like I watched something the other day, or yesterday actually. I watched Saturday Night's main event, and I watched two out of three for Demolition versus the Brainbusters, mm. and I watched that match. And I can see w, the, the WWF, 1980 WWF, you can tell why it was so good. Um, it, 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 had a lot, it had a lot of stuff going on there. Um, yeah, the second fall, it, it, the demolition lost, but demolition still looks strong. <laughs> if that makes sense. They won the first fall. The second fall, they hit them with demolition decapitation. But the, the referee, uh, Joey Morella, um, disqualified them because they, 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 they was in the ring. Um, they double teamed longer than the five count, right? So that's why, it, that's why they double teamed. And then the third four, Andre came out and passed Tully Branch to the chair, who he hit smash right upside the head, perfect chair shot, knocking him out for the one, two, three. And the Brain Brushes stole the champ, stole the tag team championships of the world. From on Saturday night main event, um, I want to ask you this, big man: How can they can they recreate the excitement 
of Saturday night main event, how we used to have back in the day. That was a once a month, um, you know, once a month uh, on Saturday night on 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 NBC. Can they recreate that WWE at this point? Can they rec- recreate Saturday night's main event? I think they can try to manufacture that. Like, I think if you're talking about the crowd reaction, right, probably have a better chance with an NXT kind of crowd. Um, because with Raw and SmackDown, it's just so dependent on where you are, right? And it's hard to predict. So I think it would have to be like this intentional purpose. But again, when you hear the stories about Saturday Night's main event, you really it's really about Dick Ingersoll uh-huh. and direct network involvement bigger than the WWE. And um, they should. You're right. I think you once said that if you go by, like if we're talking about batting average, like in baseball, Saturday Night's main event probably had the highest average of great hit matches compared to anything WWE did, you know? Um, but it's the announcing, it's like the the commentating, it's like everything is Vince and and, and Jesse Ventura, like he ha- he's like the greatest color commentary of all time, of all time. Jesse Ventura, um, Vince was great too. You no know, gorilla, I, I, they don't have that announcing of the anymore. Um, Unless Vince come back and does it, because he puts over everybody. Um, I don't know, man. I, but that you know what? That's a great idea. They could, you know what? They can put on Saturday Night Main Event in the Performance Center like they do NXT, you know, or in Full Sail. And it, it, I don't know how it would look. With, do you think that would look good uh, on TV? Um, I don't I know. Think- I think if they dressed it up even better, the way that we know they could, like, do you remember during the pandemic when they had the NBA playoffs in the bubble? Uh huh. There was a huge difference between the setup for the NBA and the WNBA. Mm-hmm. The NBA had the the monitors or the screens mm-hmm. with fans. The WNBA had a black smock covering seats. So mm. there's a clear difference in, the, of course, the priority, but the the production budget. Um, but those NXT fans are those are those are great fans. And do you know Wow Women of Wrestling? I we watch that Saturday night. Those fans when they show it, it it's electric. And so yes. I that kind of intimate environment. Those are the those are phenomenal fans. So for me, that's the Saturday night's main event in a way. And the closest in WWE is probably, like we said, the NXT, you know. Right. I would like for them to try that, you know. I mean, they can. They have their own network. I mean, they can, you know, tape something and they own the performance center, let the fans in, you know, do a, an hour. Because it was only an hour, right, Saturday night main event, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Put it on, you know. Um uh, but it, it has. To, but you know what? I think they're coming back to that because in the new deal for USA, they specials right a year. So uh-huh. on NBC. So if you can pull that up and with the new deal, 
for SmackDown for USA. I think they're getting four specials for NBC. You know, are you able to pull that up? I'm pulling it up right now. But yeah, I think they're four specials. So they might come out with some with a Saturday night main event type of um show. Um you know for for NBC. So So I see it's we'll a see five year deal. Uh uh-huh. four specials, just like you said. They will produce WWE will produce four specials a year for NBC primetime. Right. So there we go. So that's one every four months, right? If they do a quarterly, yeah. 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 So. Um, No, no. One every three months. One every three three months. Unless they do. The only thing I could think of that it wouldn't work out that way is if they did something with two nights, like night one, night two. Um, and when they say NBC primetime, you know, as a as a fan, I hope that's NBC, not one of their affiliates, because you know how that is. Right. I think it's NBC. Uh, net, well, network, I think it's going to be network TV. I'm hoping, maybe. Um, so, yeah, I mean, maybe they could come up, build something, Maybe they can have their own battle of the belts, so to speak. But a better you version, know? of course. <laughs> can I tell you, uh, what, what made you decide to ask about the um, PWI tag team? Um, What made me ask about it? Because we didn't cover it, and it was out. Uh, oh, I was watching something the other day. I was watching the AWA um, something on YouTube with the Road Warriors, and Bill Apter was there. And he gave presented the Road Warriors with the um, PWI Tag Team of the Year, and they gave Paul Precious Paul Ellerin the Tag Team of the Year, Bill After. So that what made me. Uh, that was like 1985 in the, when he was in AWA. So that's why I said I was just watching a lot of tag team re- wrestling over the over this weekend <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> the reason I asked you why you asked me was because. I'm now seeing two things. This was the PWI Tag Team 100 2023, published November 22nd. But now I'm on PWI's website for their issue that's not in stores yet for February. And it's Uh their top 100 tag teams of 2022. And it's a different list. But 2022, but you said 2022 and 2023. Remember, it's 2023 is almost this. That is this is 2023 now because about we going into right. 2024. So they were. This was their 2022 to 2023, and then uh-huh. they have their 2020. And this one's coming, and th- then they have their. Um, so it's. I'm. I'm just looking at their list from last year, and comparing mm-hmm. it to this year, how the Usos went from the number one tag team of 2022 to now not even being at least in the top 50. But uh, from January of 2023, uh, to, the Usos held the belts. Well, so they held the belt from January all the way to April, right? And then they broke up April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November. Yeah, I can see why, because they broke up. 
right? Um, so, because they only had the belts for three months in 2020, or tag team together for twenty for, for 2023 for about three or four months, if that. Do you think um do you think Kevin Owens and Sammy were the second or third best tag team in pro wrestling? Um cuz I don't. I mean I wouldn't I don't think they were really trying to be. I, we we would forget they were the tag team champions for for stretches at a time, you know. Right, but then who would you put say over them over them? There's not a there's not a lot of you know look controversial as it may be. Um, if it is male and female, then Miami Sweet Heat or the Tonga Twins. I mean, these were real right. tag teams, you know. Right. That carried, that carried uh, the uh, Wow Women of Wrestling. So, to, for them to not even be here is, is right. The thing is that people don't look at Wow as a real company for some reason because. It is what everyone, what wrestling supposed to be. It's a TV show about wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Um, they have characters. They have storylines. The wrestling is... They had AJ, AJ Lee the right. whole year. Mm-hmm. Um, is it... I, I, I like it a lot, but, you know, people don't think that's, you know, they don't... But then again, no one from NWA Power... No one from MW. They don't look at those, at those wrestling companies, you know, as legit or whatever. Or they don't like. They don't matter. You're you know right. What I'm I'd probably so, say even within WWE in their whole unit, Deadly were maybe my favorite tag team of theirs for the year. Right. I mean, Imperium didn't make it right. Imperium was a good tag team. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, um, you know, I mean, even Alpha Academy. What? Where, where are they at? I don't see them here. Cause they're good. I liked Alpha Academy a lot. They had a lot of um good matches. They're not even. They didn't even make it. Was but RK? Clay, no- Oh, he was out no? for the whole year, right? Randy yeah. Orton. RK did RK, Bro, yeah. Was, uh, yeah, yeah, RK Bro was finished. Yeah, he was gone for a year and a half. That really hurt Riddle's career. That was, it really did. That was, because um, when they tried to make him that single solo star, even uh-huh. before his issues became a big deal. And I think we knew when Endeavor bought WWE, the, the way Dana White thinks of um, Matt Riddle, they were never going to keep him anyway. Right. So, um, when they tried to make him that serious performer, it just it wasn't the same. Just wasn't right. the same for me, at least, and I know for you as well. Definitely. What's going on with AJ Styles? What is going on with AJ Styles? He hasn't been back yet. He kept, he kept saying he's going to come back, but yeah. he's not been on WWE TV for a while. Yeah, and he's been trending on Twitter. Um, so as far as backstage news on AJ Styles' return, um, people thought he'd be on tribute to the troops. Um, but it turns, uh, because uh, Dave Meltzer had said he was going to be right back for tribute to the troops. But 
He's been off for over a month, and I'm just reading right now on WrestlingInc.com. Uh, no, they people thought he would be there. He was penciled in, then he was erased out. So, is AJ Styles uh, AJ Styles? Should, do you think AJ Styles should get a should leave WWE and go to AEW? And what and what AEW work out for him? Man, I don't know if anybody got you know. That's a good question because would you, you know, there's two thoughts here. One would argue, I mean, WWE is kind of turning into Ring of Honor 2.0 right now with it's Seth Rollins, CM Punk, um, Kevin Owens, and you throw in El AJ Generico. Styles. El Generico, you're right. It's It's basically Ring of Honor now. And so this could be like a great moment for AJ Styles. But if he goes to AEW, that could be massive as well. And and I was listening to K100, and you know we always quote what Conan says or what Disco says. Joe said something very interesting. He's kind of the producer, right, and or engineer, because they were talking about how come Edge hasn't caused huge ratings, you know, to be even bigger. Um, and he said whenever fans talked about who they wish would come to AEW, you never heard Edge, right? Nobody ever said if Edge goes there, that would be great. AJ Styles is somebody that those fans want to see, right? So right. That, would, that would be something. But I think this could be his big opportunity because CM Punk, they're going to put him in a lot of matches, it sounds like. And, you know... They'd, they'd probably rather see him go over an AJ Styles in a big match than see him take out a Roman Reigns or something like that. Right. Also, um, because I... What would you um, rather because, see? Do you want to see him stay? Or I, do you, want to see him you know, stay? I don't know, big man, right now, at this point, because if he was to go to AEW, would, they, would he lose his first night to Orange <laughs> Cassidy? Yes. Why not, right? When you look at who lost to Orange... Moxley lost to Orange Cassidy. Right? I mean, when he lose the first night... When he, when, because AEW is... <clears throat> all right. I think AEW is getting back to what they... What they was supposed to be, right? Which was Ring of Honor, New Japan, all wrapped up into one, right? <clears throat> um, which is... You know more more about the in ring, um, you know, formats than anything else. Um, the problem is, the thing is that's getting over the most are uh, the sports entertainment parts is the devil thing. Even though people, that's gaining interest. Even though it may it may the big reveal may bring a lot of disappointment, right? We never know. Um, the timeless Tony Storm, right? Mm -hmm. That's sports entertainment. And the Christian stuff, that's sports entertainment yeah. as well. Yeah. So the top three things that they have. And then also Roddy, the, the next strong, that's oh. sports entertainment. That's Love not, it. you know. So those things are the sports entertainment part. And I think those are the things that's really getting over. Um you know, with the mergers of Swerve, right? Mm -hmm. um, those are like the top five things that's going on in AEW right now. Now, 
AJ Styles comes over there, right? What does he do? Yes, they put him against Brian Danielson. Okay, does he win or does he lose? They put him against, uh, you know, Christopher Daniels. Christopher, da- well, yeah, maybe, yeah, um, probably. Or they put him against Claudio, uh, Moxley, right? Um, you know, Jay Lethal. Maybe they feed Jay Lethal to him because Jay Lethal lose to everybody. You know, Jay Andrade, Jay, yeah, Jay White. That would be a big match. But they put that on a damn. Or instead of it being a big built to a big match, they put it on a regular Friday night on Rampage. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I, there's no build to these big matches for AEW. It just and by the time you you know get to the big, no one cares. You know what I'm saying? Or it's you're like, fatigued. It's like, like fatigued. it's like you know when you've just seen the Wembley show, and then oh, here's this next pay per view. And I think we both said there, there's a feeling it could it could be better than Wembley, but I'm just I'm busy. Like you know, I've put in a lot of hours to AEW. But, but, I just well, bought that pay per view, and now there's this one, and I'm just gonna have to say no. You know? Right. Uh, um. To be fair, AEW only have like four pay per views a year, maybe five. To be fair, it's not a lot. WWE have one every month, right? It feels Plus, like more. I'm shocked that you say yeah. that. It feels like right. more. So, I, big man. Um. So another thing is, they're promoting the hell out of that all that all in pay per view in Wembley again. Oh. My question is, you, you you promoting that on U.S. television? Why? No more. More than likely, they're not going to that show. <laughs> Why are you promoting a show? Promoting a show that domestically, ninety five percent of people, maybe let, maybe more, are not going to that show, are not going to attend that show. Why? I don't know Why? if they're trying to. You know, it could be business. It could be before the end of this calendar year, um, for tax purposes or business purposes. They want to include anything any kind of revenue from pre-sold tickets that could be something that's the only thing i could think of that's the only thing i could think of all right that's fine but domestically your 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 next show is revolution right and it's supposed to be a big show as far as sting retirement match you don't hear nothing about that you no, know, no, it's and that's, taking a, and that's like too much away. That. That's too months away, right? You told about something yeah. that's six, seven, eight months away, but you're promoting the hell out of that, and and, and your audience more likely that's going that's there is not gonna go. No, no. So why do that? You know, it, it makes no sense <sighs> to me. I uh, know I totally agree with you and and you know it's it's very scattered it's very scatterbrained sometimes with AEW and I'm you're good at keeping track of the names of the pay-per-views and which time of year it hasn't really stuck with me the way Starcade Great American Bash WrestleMania Survivor Series SummerSlam with impact with with AEW it it feels like it could be whichever at any time it's, it's yeah, you really don't know which one stuck. is the main one. You don't. I mean, no. it's four of them. It's double or nothing, all out, uh, revolution, and full gear. Those are the four, right? 
Right. Uh, and, and then and then all and then all in all, all in, in all, yeah. Which, is which well, people are saying is supposed they're WrestleMania or something now. Or yeah, something. but it's, it, it, yeah, it, it could be, and that, that's fine. Um, you know what? Which which should be a a a, 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 a event on its own it should be off the Ash Stadium, uh, Grand Slam. That should be a pay per view in itself because it feels besides, like it. besides Wembley, that's had the most pay per view feel. You know exactly, that's, and it sells out. Yeah, and it's, 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 it's good. It's it's something that WWE can't do. They're not in Arthur Ashe Stadium. They're not. It, it's it's a it's one of the best thing AEW um, arena setup that they ever had, and the shows is always good. Like, why don't the they make that? The first one was better, though. The first one was better than the. Yes, but I'm just saying it all it. The show is always it's not it nothing probably beat the first one, but this one but they can if they really put if they really put the effort and time into building towards it, they can. Yeah, wasn't you the know? first one outdoors and then I think the second or third one seemed like they were indoors or something. No, I think the roof was open. Oh, I see. Maybe. I'm not sure. I know but I know one thing is that they can you know, those shows are are good, you know. They're not. It's their shows are always good and it looks good, and they should always make that, you know, turn that into a pay per view and make that their WrestleMania place instead yeah. of going them. So it's going to Wembley Stadium. You should, you should twenty thousand fans. You can pack that in, and, and I think you sell that out all the time. And the New York media, and exactly. Everything. I think it's publicity. Yes, yes, you should. Really focus on that. I don't know why Tony's not doing that. Call him up, big man. Tell him. Tell your guy to do it. Well, you say my guy. He, you know, I, I started questioning him when he said, "Remember that feud with that woman wrestler?" And he said, "She's not that good." That's why he fired her. Big swirl. Um, big swole. Big, big swole. And I liked Big Swole. I thought she had the best headbutt in wrestling. Um, well, he did. He said something else. Did you see what he said about Ric Flair? Yeah, I was good. Go ahead. So they asked about, you know, how much you're paying Ric Flair. And because <laughs> Ric Flair had said things like, oh, this contract is great. And then Tony Khan comes out and says that Wu Energy is basically paying us to put him on. Right. Why would he say that? To make himself look like a good businessman? That's not good. That's a terrible thing to say. In my opinion, what do you think? Because Ric Flair's was more than controversy again. Because people, if you don't know, if you notice, a lot of people are not happy that Ric Flair is on AEW television, right? And and you know the people are coming at coming at AEW uh, for whatever reason because this was WWE. WWE wouldn't give a fuck. To be honest with you, Ric Flair's on TV. That's it. But they're coming at Tony Khan because I think Tony Khan has said something. Uh, whatever. Uh, about Ric Flair or whatever the situation may be, he, he you know, he sometimes he opens his mouth and talks too much. But so he went and signed, no, um, Ric Flair. He, to be honest with you, Ric Flair was going to get signed by AEW almost a year ago before if that Dark Side of the Ring um showed uh, with the Flight from Hell, right. the Plane Ride from Hell never came out. He was going to be signed to AEW almost a year ago, and he probably would have had his last match. Um, built in in AEW, if that had Tony had to, you know, you know, back away from him, 
reluctantly. He didn't really want to, but you know, whatever. So now they signed. He signed Ric Flair now because you know it went away. But there are people that still on Twitter. You know, a few people, not a lot, that are after Tony for for you know signing Ric Flair was being Ric Flair and said what he said about the eighteen the 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 twenty nine year old when we come to his hotel. And so you, um, you were right the first time, the eighteen year olds. <laughs> right, and he and you know he's just being Ric Flair. He's recreating a promo that he was doing in nineteen eighty eight. You know. <laughs> with, with the four horsemen, and it, it doesn't look good from a 77, 70 year old man. But he's being he, he's his character. He's gonna stay in character, and that's the way it is. People don't like that. Certain people in AEW don't like it because again, that's sports entertainment. The 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 AEW, um, and, and I guarantee you, the people that's saying this stuff about Flair don't watch the product. Don't watch it. What is what is the demographics for AEW? I guarantee you, it's not as much as WWE as far as women goes. Women in WWE is probably like thirty-five to forty percent women that watch WWE. And I guarantee, I guarantee you, forty a lot. The demographic is less. The demographic for women watching AEW is less than fifteen percent. Probably less. I agree. I mean, I because I mean AEW don't they always. Even when they don't have good ratings, they always brag about the eighteen to thirty-four male. Right. You know? So, and it's the women that's really complaining about. It. I guarantee you they don't watch the product. Right. So. You well, know, you know my conspiracy know. theory. A lot of the hatred about what Ric Flair said, I nobody would have even known about it. I think it's WWE bots, but that's just me. Maybe, but they and then they cut it out, and then they 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 edited they edited it out. Why? Why? Why edit out out? I agree. Why? Don't do that. You want Ric Flair, let Ric Flair be Ric Flair. That's 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 the first thing. Two, okay, Tony. So now you, what you regretting, you know, you got poor Ric Flair coming out saying, Tony, if I embarrass your company, he coming out on Twitter to, to put out a statement, if I embarrass your company, I'll leave right now. Whatever. Okay. Right. So so he's there to promote his woo drink, right? Which which Ric Flair said he went to WWE with first they said no, so he, I didn't Tony know Tony, that. I didn't know that. Yes, he went to WWE first they said no, right? That's what he said, and so now he Tony signed Ric Flair, so so he signed. Did he he's saying he signed Ric Flair, or he signed or because the the or he or he made a deal with Wu. With the Wu Energy Drink, which one is it? I don't know. That's a so. Good I mean, I mean, I, I, so I know Wu Energy Drink is is um paying Ric Flair because he's he's you know they use his like his 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 name is image and his likeness, right? It's so Khan described it. It sounds like Wu Energy Drink is buying time on AEW and they're sending their spokesman. <laughs> Basically, that's okay. That's so. But in storyline, they said he came there to be there for Sting, well, right? Sting's gift, right? It was his <laughs> gift. So <laughs> <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. No, you. So, can't. so, 
Remember so, Sting's reaction? It was basically him just going, "All right." <laughs> so they, so they, so they paying AEW to to promote the the energy, the Wu energy drink, and and they're paying Tony and they paying Rick. So Tony's not paying Rick at all. But yeah, he's on his. Oh, well, TV. Actually, I think they're paying Rick. Actually, right? They're paying. And... Yeah. Who's paying Rick? Wu Energy is paying Rick. I know they're paying him because for his name, image, and likeness. So yeah. and his slogan, right? So we know they paying him. So, but they saying that Rick Flair was signed to a multi-year contract by AEW. So that's not. Um, so that means Rick. That means AEW is paying Rick Flair too. Um, uh, Wu Energy Drink is paying him for name, image, and likeness. Uh, a Wu Energy is paying Tony Khan to to promote their energy drink on AEW television. But I also said they also saying that Rick, if Rick Flair has been is signed AEW signed Rick Flair to a multi year deal. Let's see if that's correct. Because. Because what you're saying is they send in his spokesperson, they send in their spokesperson for the um, well, energy drink. That's what it sounds movement. like, like when Tony Khan. Well, yeah, that. that's what it sounds. That's what he said. But did Ric Flair sign an AEW contract? Yeah, that's the point here. Yeah, did so he sign, Tony he... Khan, when before you know Ric Flair's 18 year old comment, which I wouldn't have even thought. Was a big deal. Um, Tony Khan had said had made the announcement that he had signed. It, it was it was two it was one announcement but with two different statements. Ric Flair signs multi year deal, and secondly, also announced Flair's Woo Energy will become the exclusive energy drink of AEW. Okay. And so, it's, you know, it's interesting. Anybody watching who watches AEW, which includes us, of course, you might say, "Well, what's a Wu Energy Drink getting out of it so far? You barely like. I don't even. They're not like really promoted. So, but according to this, um, on uh, AllEliteWrestling.com, their official website, during AEW show dates, select host venues will carry the energy drink in the concession stands. And it will be stocked in the wrestlers' locker rooms and be seen on the announcers' desks during live broadcasts. I haven't seen that part. And... No, but I see the graphic in the back of Ric Flair, <laughs> the Wu Energy Drink. I yeah, see a it very in the back generous over. graphic of Ric Flair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> drawing with the, with the hair. I and all. Right, I see. Um, um, so, so what you just said is, that, so that means he signed a deal with, with AEW, right? By the That's way, Tony Khan said that he didn't pay Ric Flair anything. He said basically they're covering like a lot of it. So That's not what the the contract said. But that's not what you just said. What you read, you said you made an announcement that Ric Flair signed a multi year deal, right? And that their right. aid and that and that energy drink would be the official energy drink of AEW. Okay. okay. And I'm so on their I, website I, I, right now. And and Mahler, are you interested in having a quote unquote sparkling mushroom elixir? Who wants that? No, not me. <laughs> I don't know. 
And then it, you know what it has in it? What's that? Cordyceps. Isn't that, thing, isn't that the thing that infects people in that HBO series based on the video game? I don't know. What's H- <laughs> you know the one where the dead, the people become zombies from the brain fungus? Last of Us? Is that it? Oh, I haven't watched that yet. <laughs> oh, that's scary. That's scary. So it's um, adaptogenic mushrooms. And, and this isn't mushroom flavor. This is this is all of their drinks. Um, adaptogenic mushrooms. Huh? They help the body fight off harmful chemicals and biological effects uh-huh. that create stress. And they, it includes lion's mane, known for its mm. nootropic benefits. I don't want nothing of that. I don't want no part yeah, of that. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sparkling mushroom elixir. That's their tagline. So that's 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 what's that's which one is okay, that's one flavor. What's no, that's flavor? not a flavor, that's all of it. So there have three oh, flavors no. dragon fruit, lemon, and strawberry banana, and those are all sparkling mushroom elixirs. So the key of the drink is that it contains adaptogenic mushrooms. What, and what's the and why would somebody want to drink that? Well, maybe they saw the show Last of Us on HBO and they want to turn into a, a cordyceps or whatever the creature. I mean, that's not that's marred and 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 also that's not the only energy drink that's marred in in controversy. So is Prime. Prime is too. Yeah, I can't drink yeah. that. I can't drink that. Um, so Dragon Fruit, you can get six pack for twenty dollars. Uh, six pack for twenty dollars. Yeah. Okay. So that's about three dollars each and change. Right. Woo! It's twenty dollars. Six uh, six pack for twenty dollars. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Woo! That's a lot of money. Woo! You know, I'm I'm on it and I'm looking for their. Shouldn't they have like a thing that says like, okay. Hundred, how much caffeine? One hundred and fifty milligrams of caffeine in a bottle. Okay. Uh, What's the point much... of this drink? What's the point of the drink? So, the point of the drink is. Okay, here it is. So there's four kinds of mushrooms in the drink. <laughs> I'm not making this. You you asked me. Okay, you, I love it. You said okay. You have mushroom flavor. What else? No, this is the, this is all of them. There's chaga mushrooms. Is a type of fungus that grows mainly on the bark of birch trees. I, I have that outside. Uh, oh man. The antioxidant properties may help stop oxidation and combat low blood pressure, which I don't think most people have a problem with low blood pressure. To be honest, it's high blood pressure. Um, red reishi is a mushroom to enhance the immune system and reduce stress and lessen fatigue and may help with high blood pressure. Then there's maitake. It's called the dancing mushroom from Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, it has nutrients. And turkey tail mushroom, um, it resembles a turkey. And it stimulates the immune function and reduces inflammation. Oh, wow. 
what do you wow i didn't think i i didn't expect any of this <laughs> i thought it was just a energy drink um wow a picture of nature boy <laughs> he put his name image and likeness on this i wonder if he sparkling mushroom drinks I wonder if he knew if he knew what's in it, or he just went for the money. Oh, I think we know the answer to that. Right? <laughs> oh man, what's the reviews on this so far? Any reviews? Uh, nobody's bought one yet, so we don't know. Uh, no one's bought. Just so you know, a cup of coffee, the average has ninety-five milligrams of caffeine. This one was one hundred and twenty, and Prime. Did you see how much is in that? No, but I heard it tastes. I wanted the the one of them tastes like Kool Aid. Oh really? Uh huh. Like Two hundred milligrams. Well, caffeine keeps you up, right, and, and, and keeps you from going to sleep, right? So yeah, um, you know, and it's like Mountain Dew, right? Because Mountain Dew, you know, you know, like um, this Ranger, they say I'm wild up on Mountain Dew. <laughs> oh yeah i mean that's, that's when, um, it's an addiction in like west virginia mountain dew uh -huh. and right. that's yeah. that young woman who died from the paneras charged mm -hmm. lemonade um did you remember mm -hmm. that case that happened um oh and there's been a second death linked to drinking the charged lemonade oh um, wow and because of the caffeine in it, mm -hmm. uh, oh wow! In a regular size, two hundred and sixty milligrams of caffeine. Wow! So that's the okay. equivalent of drinking three to four cups of coffee at once. Right. Wow, that's a lot. Well, the no mushrooms. So Ric Flair has that going for him. He's got the corner on um, fungus mushrooms in uh, an energy drink. Wow, that's crazy. What company runs this is making this energy drink? So it's it's uh it says um powered by legends L G N D S. Uh-huh. Let me look them up. I wonder what else they made. The only thing I see for legends is, I mean, I guess that's kind of a. Uh, there, there are too many companies called Legends, uh, spelled the same way. I don't really, but it, really? there's a. Apparently, it has. It might be connected to some of Mike Tyson's companies doing Mike Tyson's work. Yeah, Tyson's 2.0 partnership with Legends. A Miami-based hemp company, uh, which makes sense because Ric Flair has his Ric Flair drip, right? Right. And Ric Flair drip, not just the song. I uh, wonder if that's the same company. Have you right. tried anything legally? <laughs> huh? Have you tried any of that legally? What Ric Flair drip the weed? Yes, yes. No, no I don't smoke. Either. I've don't never tried it. it. Yeah, I've never, I've never tried marijuana ever. Actually, yeah, no. Not that, that makes good. me a good person. I mean, I'm good. just saying. Good. 
Because, I mean, there's no mushrooms in it. Because you take mushrooms, that make you high, too. <laughs> well, yeah, but the, the funny thing is when I saw the word cordyceps, because that's that's scary from that documentary, from that HBO series, I mean. Right. You watched all of it, the whole series? I stopped season. because every episode ended up being the same thing. Like they go into a new town and they fight the monsters and then they move on oh. to the, the first few episodes were really scary. Um, it's a video game. I played it. It is. Video it, game. Yeah. Oh, you have? Yeah. I played it before. Pretty good. Okay. Video game. But yeah, man. So Tony Khan, man, um, the Tony Khan, man. He, he, so I don't know what what do you. Think I felt he, that uh, I felt that totally undermined Ric Flair when he said that. I thought he shouldn't have said that at all. You're bragging and basically saying Ric Flair's paying to be on this show, and that was a, that's how I he, heard it. But I think he's lying. Is, is he lying? Because again, we showed so he was signed. To, he was signed, and then and then came the the, the energy drink. But I, I know that. The Wu probably the Wu Energy Inc is probably paying for sponsor, you know, paying AEW to to promote their their drink on their show. So I and I know that they're paying Ric Flair. So uh, you know, if that's the case, that then AEW wouldn't have to sell um sign um Ric Flair to anything. Then you know they would just you know with the deal with with Wu, Ric Flair would just be on their show because promoting. But he hasn't been promoting the Wu energy drink. I haven't seen Ric Flair with that energy drink in his hand not one time since he's been on AEW television. Neither have I. And I, I've just pulled up a review on Reddit from people who've drunk it. And um, uh, here's something. Uh, let me, I'm going to read the sentence and you tell me if this makes you want it. Okay. Okay. The aftertaste is definitely mushroomy. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Hey. Oh, man. You know? Mushroom drinks. I, I don't get it. I don't know why that would... They must have paid him a lot of money. For a mushroom drink? Who drink? What? Who? Mushroom. <laughs> I don't like mushrooms on my pizza. Me neither. Like, Me neither. like mushroom, like... Who... Who want to drink mushrooms? Not me. Not on purpose. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm imagining. I'm imagining some Ukrainian soldier on the front right now, mm -hmm. or you know, just like oh, this is all we got. <laughs> mushrooms. Right. That's all we got. That's all we got. That's crazy because Rick Flair got his name, image, and likeness on it, and. Uh, man, what, what? Um, it's not for kids, right? Kids can't drink it, right? Doesn't say anything about age. Kids drink coffee, you know. These days, kids drink. Um, remember Javier, our old friend Javier? Yep. He said, like in Central America, like he, his friends and he, they drink coffee at five years old. Oh wow! Um, yeah, kids probably shouldn't drink it, right? That much. Right. It's more than a cup of coffee. I mean, I can understand having a sip of coffee um, right. as a kid, but but hey, they're sold at the arena now. If you go to AEW, select venues. Are you going to buy one? No, not even to test it, because I. That's. I mean, I'm like you. I'm not a mushroom guy. Right. 
Like wow. when I see them growing on the grass, I'm like, oh, you know. <laughs> oh man, this is something, man. This is something. This is yeah. something. Oh man. Uh, anything else we got going on in the news? Uh, let me see. No, no, I think um, finding out that Mike Bailey is LGBTQ was was uh, was one thing, and finding out that uh, Ric Flair's energy drink tastes like mushrooms is another. So, exactly. Uh, Tony Khan. Tony Khan going to continue. You think Tony Khan should stay off of Twitter? I think everybody should stay. <laughs> Unless you're, like, having a, a really good debate about sports or something or an exchange about news. Or, or, you know, people are posting, like, Lex Luger every day. Thank you, Lord, for another beautiful day. Um, mm-hmm. I I don't think he's done any... I don't think... I can't think of one good thing that's come out of him being on Twitter. Have you? I'm going to no. look at Twitter while we're talking. So, what what, what got... There was a match... He was, he was promoting um, Collision, right? A collision match. Everybody watch Collision tonight on TBS, and then in the comments, one person said, "CM Punk is back. Shut up." <laughs> I know <laughs> I can't. He said, "No, I can't." CM Punk is back. <laughs> That's <laughs> hilarious. Oh, oh man. He he just tweeted. He wrote, "Thank you, Fulham," because he you know he has a high position with his dad's Fulham soccer team, which is like a huge deal, you know, to own a team in the Premier League. He wrote, thank you, Fulham FC supporters, and huge thanks to all of you who are at the cottage today for Fulham's win. Congratulations. Um, keeping a clean sheet at home. Come on, Fulham. And the first here, do you know what the do you know what the responses are? What? Uh WWE Lifer posted a picture of the Dallas Cowboys for some reason. Uh-huh. Somebody just wrote Thunder Rosa. <laughs> Another <laughs> one. And the rest are just pictures of CM Punk. <laughs> the bot. These people crazy, big man. These people are twenty crazy, man. Oh man. <laughs> These people are crazy. Oh, and then somebody wrote Tony Khan to Fulham supporters after charging seventy pounds to a hundred pounds a match ticket, and it's CM Punk saying, "I'm here to make money, not friends." <laughs> 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 they they go at that man on Twitter, man. When he brings something, man. Oh, oh and man. somebody has a somebody has a gif of the Rock saying "Shut up, bitch." <laughs> 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 I don't know what's going. Poor guy, poor guy. So I was watching the Laker game yesterday, right? Congratulations so, on winning your uh, the first ever <laughs> season tournament trophy. Yes, right. So I was it's watching very challenging game. for them. Courts. <laughs> Okay. Right, definitely. So, so they put it. They so they put in Max Christie number ten. So Max Christie came in and do a turnover, and I said, "Damn it!" I said, "Take Tony Khan out." <laughs> he looked like Tony Khan. I said, "Take Tony Khan out." He's always messing something up. Oh. <laughs> he like Tony Khan with the hair and everything. I was like, "Take Tony Khan out." He always messes something up. They have the same hair. They have the same hair for sure. Oh man. Oh man. That was funny, man. Every time I see that guy, I say, take Tony Khan out. Oh man. 
All right, let's go to dynamite. Uh, for uh, we had the the the, the continental classic. John Moxley defeated Roosh. John Moxley undefeated, of course. Your thoughts? Yeah, I was I was pulling for Roosh actually. Um, I don't know why John Moxley has to be undefeated. Um, I don't know why anybody has to be should be undefeated. And I think we talked about this last time. The cool thing about the G one New Japan group stage is seeing the top guys lose, and it doesn't matter; they move on. Um, but um, this is, but it does set up his big match with Swerve on Wednesday because they're both undefeated. Yeah, that's right. And speaking of Swerve, he yeah. defeated Mark Briscoe. Briscoe lost all of his matches, and and I think they're doing a little bit of a storyline with him because now they showed him backstage really angry about losing all of them. Well, they're um, doing a storyline with him. There's no story. Excuse me. There's no storylines. That's not what AEW's good at. Storylines. They're good at no. ring performance. Having good match, great matches for twenty minutes, for fifteen to twenty minutes, they don't do storylines well. <laughs> and and I'd say occasionally it's a great match for fifteen twenty minutes. Sometimes yeah. just drag out average matches for twenty minutes, which they shouldn't. Exactly. Do. The next one in the Continental Classic, Jay White defeated Jay Lethal in the Battle of the Jays. Yeah, Jay Lethal losing. That was a really good match. The crowd was into it, and they were going for Jay Lethal. And yeah, Jay Lethal also um, winless. And but they're really showing this is affecting him. And uh, I don't know if this will affect his standing in the Jeff Jarrett group. Do you remember uh, when Bam Bam Bigelow lost to Lawrence Taylor? And in the press oh, conference, oh, they show yeah. Bam Bam. Uh, I don't know how this affects my standing in the Million Dollar Corporation. <laughs> so <laughs> it might be the same thing. You know, who knows? All right. Uh, I'm just gonna go through all the continental. By classes. the way, all of all of the matches that Jay, that the that Briscoe and Lethal have lost have been really good matches. I think. Oh yeah, no doubt about it. The the the, the continental classes have been putting on some great matches, good matches, good to great matches. So yes, you know. remember what we said last week. It's really what we thought we'd see with AEW weekend and right. weekend. Timeless Tony Storm, the AEW Women's Champion, defeated Sky Blue. Now, this match is more than controversy. Why, big man? Because she rolled her up, and um, and when she put it in the room, Sky Blue um shoulders were not on the mat. Uh, mat her, her shoulders was on Tony Storm legs, and the ref still counted three. So, <laughs> did you see this? Yeah, yeah, um. Yeah, you're right. It it wasn't a clean roll up, um, and you know that's what happens when the cameras zoom in like that, right? Um, I I I will say though, I love the beginning with was the Doug Man Mankiewicz from um, Turner Classics introducing Tony Storm like he does on all the classic movies. To me, this was my favorite match of the of the week for AEW. Tony Storm is out there. She looks and wrestles like gorgeous George. I, I love the match, though. This was my favorite match of the week from AEW or WWE. But you yeah, know what? Didn't have that. Yeah. yeah. You know what I like is a simple thing is that she wear gray and black. So when her, when it when they have her in black and white, it matches with the black and white really well. Um, ah, if you notice that. Yeah. So yeah, I watched that. And this is some good stuff. 
I mean, Tony Storm, I'm just mad that, you know, you can build Sky Blue up at the same time and, like, keep them away from each other. I mean, Tony Storm, there's, there's so many other women you can have be Tony Storm win and beat and and try to build up another women's star because this is what happens. They'll have the one women's star beat up everyone and then they won't have no one to that's 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 believable that's up next. You get what I'm saying? Does it make sense? Yeah, that's that's what impact does too, right? Whenever it's somebody's turn, they just have them beat everybody. And then it's just right. like who are they gonna wrestle? Have, right. Yeah. And like they did that with Jade and then Statlander, but Statlander just lost the belt to Julia Hart and so her her beating Jade means nothing. To be honest, well, she can't beat Julia Hart. And I think at the time we were all disappointed that it was Statlander that beat Jade because when she returned, she wasn't getting a huge reaction at all. Like, oh, right. it's Statlander, here she is. And it didn't really resonate. And and then, you know, and by the way, I don't like Sky Blue's hat that's that she wears that's supposed to represent something. Mm-hmm. And, and, and he does a lot of kind of unfinished business with his storylines. It's like, just go all in or, or don't. It's like, has she changed or has she not? Like, it's just not. It's just right. Yeah. And then um, for the TNT Championship, um, the battle, the battle of the WWF guys, WWE guys. Yeah. Christian Cage defeated the Rated R superstar, Adam Copeland. Your thoughts on this match? Because he was looking forward to this match. I actually watched all these matches. I watched this whole edition of Dynamite. I thought this Dynamite was good. Um, good, good. Um, to be honest with you, um, but let me get your thoughts on this match. I wasn't, um, you know, the match was okay for me. It took a, it, a lot of it was outside the ring, which I didn't, which I'm not always a fan of because. Again, it's with these two, that just really means they're throwing each other into guardrails, right? This isn't like Commander or whatever, or, you know, um, Vikingo, you know, doing something awesome. It's just this kind of stuff. Um, I, I thought Christian Cage would win, but I didn't think it would happen the way it did when, um, when uh, you know, we saw what happened in the end, which is kind of controversial, Um Nick, um, Nick Wayne's mom coming down to, well, here's what I, I will say. I love when the referee was kind of hurt and Christian kicked him even harder. I thought that was brilliant. I love that. And he did it behind the ref's back. So the referee didn't see him. And then Nick Wayne's mom comes out and she has the, um, the belt and like, who is she going to hit? And it made sense that she was torn because Christians ruined her family. And on the other hand, Edge is the one who did the concerto to Nick, putting him in the hospital. She went after, she went after uh, Edge or Adam. You're really good at saying Adam Copeland. You're like the only one I know who can do that. Uh, she went after Adam Copeland and and helped uh, Christian win. I don't think, you know, I, I I get it in a way, but I felt this match was bigger than that, and that shouldn't have been how it ended. Yeah, it was overbooked. Um, yes. Yeah. Well, well said. This, well said. When this lady came out, I'm like, "Who the hell is that?" When my son was watching, he was like, "Is that Christian's wife?" And then I'm like, <laughs> "Wow, Christian wife, you know." And there's, you know, <laughs> so I'm like, "He's like Nick." I didn't know it was Nick Wayne's mom until you told me. 
And then I'm like, why was she conflicted if that was the case? If 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 Edge put him, if Nick Wayne in the hospital, right? There's no, there's nothing, there's no debate. You're gonna go for your son. You're not gonna hit Christian, you know, because Christian took him under his wing. So that's why I didn't. That this didn't need that, right? Just let them go, you know. And I thought Edge should have. I mean, I thought Chris, um, the radio superstar Adam Copeland should have won. To be honest with you, um. Because now you don't have him lose. He's a big, he's supposed to be a big deal, and now he's lost. This makes no sense. Again, AW, that's why I said AJ Styles come up and lose. Adam <laughs> Copeland come over and lose. Like, come what? What? Like, that's it a, makes no a, sense. If you don't let yeah. him get some wins before you take a loss. He only beat Luchasaurus. One on one, he only beat Luchasaurus or Kill Switch. One on one, that's his big match. That's his his win. Luch I'm sorry, Lucha Story's not a big win. Not like, anymore. Come yeah. on, like what is that? Like, am I wrong, big man? Because like you come and he's his first big time match, he loses. Mm -hmm. AEW got to no, stop I, this. I How agree you with you. Like this? And and I think you brought up some great points because, you know, one thing I don't like about WWE or I used to not like about WWE was how they just hit you over the head with like the point they're trying to make over and over. And when they come back from break, how they'll just reshow the previous five minutes. But AEW, they did like a small package about Christian and Edge, but it felt like they did that 15 minutes before the match or something. They didn't really... You know, for the television audience, they should have shown highlights of everything leading up to that. So you knew exactly that that was Nick Wayne's mom, Nick Wayne's mom. And you would know why she was conflicted. Even people who watch it thought she was made who who who've been following Nick Wayne's mom were confused why she was conflicted. They thought she was making a mistake because, you know, not, every, you know, things in AEW were so spread out storyline wise and it's not very compact so it's you people miss things and it's so easy to and it's so i agree with you and and for edge to come back it's you know i'm i know people say they want more storylines i care more about character motivation which mm -hmm. leads to storylines okay edge wants to kill christian because christian said he wanted to hurt edge's neck how much angrier is can edge actually get now right right like, he's already angry. He's already said, you know, go F yourself back to Christian. So now this happens. Where is this going? Like, what's... Uh, are they going to have, like, a, a worse Texas death match than, than this, the more no. violent one than the one Swerve had with Adam Page? No. I mean... No. They're going to have um, Nick Wayne going to fight Edge. That's where we're going. Because that's <laughs> the only way he could get his... Um, Revenge, or he can't get revenge. They're not going to have him fight, you know, you know, um, his mom, right? So the only way he can get her is, is is by getting her son and having a one on one encounter with Nick Wayne. But who wants to see that? No, no, exactly. And and I felt they, you know, because we've already seen Nick Wayne's been the one to take the beating all the time. Right. And I, 
before this match, it was you you know it felt like Sting's last match would involve Christian and his family in some shape or form, but we haven't really seen. You know, Sting hasn't really been as much in this in the last couple of weeks. So, what do you th- do? You think his last match is going to be another six man with Edge and Darby, or is that done? I mean, do we know where this is going with Sting? It, it, it has no. We have no um, storyline arc right now with Sting. The, the storyline, unless it's him and Ric Flair, that's the only thing for the for the battle of the energy drink. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, unless you know, then we have the devil storyline, but it doesn't look yeah. like Sting is involved in that in, at all. Unless, unless Sting is retired and the devil is not. The devil, the devil is Sting. Sting. But um, speaking of speaking of the devil, what was your thoughts on this week with the devil storyline? Look, I, I, I'm going to say one of my, and this is before this started with Samoa Joe. One of my least favorite motivations in pro wrestling for for a match is when the bad guys say i want my opponent at his best so i'm gonna make sure that he gets to the like i don't get it samoa joe is ruthless he shouldn't care whether mjf is beaten up or not so to see him like all on eggshells about mjf being in matches and things like that it doesn't fit samoa joe so I don't get like, you know, in, in the whole I'm going to I have to protect MJF from the from the devil and these people. It doesn't fit him. I don't like it at all. And and right. as far as, you know, the devil storyline, I think Eric Bischoff, who says a lot of negative, only negative things about AEW. But he also says I'm, I'm basing it on the mistakes I made. And the longer this goes on, the more disappointed fans are going to be because it's already, you know, to the point where who's it going to be that's not going to be a disappointment. Um, I'm not really, And they don't really, to be honest, as much as it's a big storyline, it, it feels like the segments are basically like one minute with the devil and it's scattered and it's not consistent. So I don't think it's been executed well. What about you? Who is it? I, I, if I wish it was Vince McMahon, <laughs> to be honest. Who is it? I think, um, I think something you said last week. You said, you, you mentioned what if it was the Young Bucks? And I like the idea that it's more than one person. What if it was Edge? And what if it was somebody else? And what if it was somebody else? Like, what if it was three of these people? That would be pretty cool to me. Well, it's a faction of people, right? Well, you have the you have basically the uh, you know the putties like in uh, like in uh, Power Rangers, Power Rangers, or the clan or the the Foot Clan and Teenage Mutant mm-hmm. Ninja Turtle guys. These are kind of like the Aces and Eights guys because they're they're kind of big and tough. But um, I thought for a moment it would be interesting if it was Swerve Strickland because that would automatically catapult him to the world title. You don't have to build it up. I hope it is him. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, it would be cool if it. I think it would work if it was Edge, or but people think it's Ziggler. Um, I don't know. Ziggler. 
Well, let me ask you, uh, me, you know, it's, it's your show. You're the man here. So I want you to tell me who do you think it should be based on this? And who do you, two, three things, who it should be, who you wish it was, and who it's probably going to be. Wow. Um, who it should be. It's, well, I, you know what? I don't know who it should be. Sasha Banks for me. I've been saying that for a while, but go ahead. Sasha Banks, that who it should be? That's, that's my, that was, I've always thought it should be. Okay. Maybe it's hang uh, hangman will be okay. I give you three out. All right, so swerve, hangman would, would be would would or sting would would make would 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 not make it a uh would would make it interesting. Will it be a disappointment. I can't really say it'd be a disappointment because it makes sense. Wardlow or Adam Cole, you know that would be. A disappointment um, would be a catastrophe. Uh, uh, would be um, a catastrophe. Would be probably who, who, who Mark Briscoe. Uh, uh, who else? Uh, Samoa Joe. Yeah. Right, would be a catastrophe. Um, because why would he want to do that? Um, who else? Orange Cassidy. That would be interesting. I didn't even think of that though. Um, who else? Orange uh, Cassidy. Yeah, yeah, or you know, those would be or the sh guy. You know, <laughs> Peter Avalon. <laughs> Throw in Wheeler, Utah. Oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. Like no, Wheeler, no, I'm sorry. Wheeler, Utah, or Daniel Garcia. Yeah. Those guys. Or Brian Danielson. You wouldn't Brian like Danielson? Brian Danielson. Yeah, Brian Danielson was the devil going after him. Did, would that work? I'm, I'm sorry. I don't know. Listen, what I don't if, know. I, I, if I, it I, was, let me, let me if see if you play it out Jer- first. If, then it was Chris, if it was Chris no. Jericho, would it be like, oh, business as usual? No, because I, I I think it will work with him and because he's down with the golden the golden jets, right? So I think it will work. Kenny Omega. <sighs> Kenny Omega, yeah. Being See, the killer again. Him. See, yeah, I, I, I will work. Um, I don't know who is this. I, I more or less I think it's the Adam Cole and next strong guys. That's who I think it is. If it is, I think Adam Cole could win the crowd back over in a promo. Or Warlow. Or Warlow. No, no, he's... I think that's who it is. He's... That's... Oof. It's rough with him. Now he looks like an eighth grader with his hair. Right. I think that's where it is. It's going to be Adam Cole and Next Strong or or, or Warlow. That's who I think it's going to be. Those are my top two choices who who I think it's going to be. Um, you know somebody, that seg- somebody different. You know that huh? segment in the beginning of Dynamite between Hangman and, and MJF? Yeah. That went on so much that I, I was wondering if the ring broke or something. And they were just right. fixing the ring. 
Because that felt like a waste of time for a while. Right. Yeah. When is going to be revealed? I don't know. At the pay-per-view? It should be, right? It should be at the pay-per-view. Because I mean, at the World's End? That would be nice. I like the name of that pay-per-view, World's End, don't you? So that's a new pay-per-view. So that's the fifth one of the year. Yeah, he said he got the idea because he says all of his good ideas come from being in England. And he was driving right. somewhere wondering, what am I going to call the pay-per-view? And he saw the World's End Tavern. Oh, okay. Drink. So he got that one. And is Russell Dream a, a, a going to be a one every year? Or just a one-off? I, I think it's every year from when I... from when I, cause so I, I think the, Didn't... But but the... Didn't the... um Was... It didn't do well, right? As far as buy rate? With the crowd, no. I mean, with, with attendance, no. No. You know, I think, you know, but buy rate, I don't know. What are they buy rates? Are they doing well on pay-per-view at $50 a pop? Well, let me see. Because he said, the reason why he didn't he put a $50 was because there's only four years. Now he went up to six. So they're going to drop the price now? So the Wembley Stadium was 187,000 pay-per-view buys. Wrestle Dream was over 100,000. Okay. That's... And Oh, All Out, I'm sorry, Wrestle Dream was up, All Out was down. Oh, yeah, I know all I was down. Yeah. I think we knew that was going to happen. Yeah. Um, Everybody bought all in. Yeah. And then it turned out that all out was the better, if had the better matches. Was it noteworthy with CM Punk? Jack Perry, cry me real glass, cry me a river. <laughs> and if he thought that was going to put him over. Oh, Jeremy's coming back, Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah, good. Now we get the Undisputed Era back. Well, you know what? Those AEW fans, they must love NXT because whenever some jabroni from NXT comes over, those fans <laughs> are chanting everything ever since said in well, NXT. Well, they those, know everything about them. Well, well, those jabronis from NXT, they are indie darlings that AEW like to get so all the indie dollars are no longer going to NXT, they're going to AEW. Like, who's Nick Wayne? Like, you know, who's these guys? They, you know, all the indie dollars are going from they're coming back, they're going to AEW, not NXT anymore. So that's why they know because people watch NXT. That's a great point. That's a great point. I mean, NXT and Dynamite are audience are similar. Six hundred six hundred eighty thousand, about eight hundred thousand. That's the same. That's hardcore, you know. IWC fans that watch those, you know, those programs. You know, they don't go to a, a broader audience. That's why when they leave NXT and they go to the main roster, nobody really know who these people are. Or you know, when they go to W. Majority of the people go from there to WW. Nobody know who they are because it's, it's a niche audience. You know what I mean? 
That's why John, that's why if Johnny Gargano will show up at AEW, the people gonna go crazy for him. For sure. For sure. Triple H. He can't be- get a reaction for nothing on TV, man. Man, they only Triple NXT. NXT, you go, he's like a superstar in NXT. When he loot, when he when he's like when he goes to the main route, it's like they strip him of everything. Like he, like his kryptonite. He goes back to to go back the next day. He's Batman, Superman, Johnny Wrestler. Hey, go everybody go crazy and hear that music. When they hear that music, he come out, they don't they don't react to him for nothing. That's <laughs> crazy, <laughs> night and day. It's it, it's crazy, big man. He go to NXT tomorrow. Johnny wrestling, they start going crazy for this guy. He go to AEW, those guys will go crazy for him. Oh, Johnny wrestling it. But going not in Nashville. <laughs> I don't I don't uh you know it's 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 funny with that NXT crowd because forever I thought they were just coached or they were just like, you know, doing what they're supposed to do. But mm-hmm. then like I mean the way they were treating um What's her name? Who is that blonde power wrestler woman who got destroyed by Cora Jade from the main roster? Ivy now? No, no. She's on the main roster, or she used to be for years, and everyone said she sucks. I like her. Um, she was like the fitness strong woman. And oh. she wrestled Cora Jade, and Jade like totally destroyed her leg or something like that. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, she used to date uh, a Turkish basketball player who's not in the league anymore. Um, I don't know who you're talking about. Yeah, you'll you'll know in a sec. Oh, you're talking about Dana Brooke. Yes, thank you. Like, they were, like, treating her badly. So I'm like, whoa, that's not coach. But the funny thing is when they brought in uh, you know, uh, John Cena and some of the others, those fans were just filming them outside the ring standing there the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're like, we finally get to see real stars. <laughs> yeah, they, they they went crazy, man. NXT guy. Um, I want to ask the... you, though, it's mm-hmm. almost we're almost getting to the end of the year when we do the year end review and give out mm-hmm. the awards. Is there anybody who you think, in like when you're thinking about who your wrestler of the year, tag team, male, female, all of that, is it? Do you think it's pretty much set, or do you think there's still time for someone to steal one of your awards that's been in your mind? Uh, you know, tag team is kind of hard. Um, so, um. No, they, I mean, pretty much know who, who I'm going to go for. What about okay. you? I'm between two people. I'm between two for wrestler of the year. Um, and really, whether, you know, it's it's up to the booking basically at this point, you know. Right. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, let's run to your, your rampage real quick. Yeah. Um, yeah. The IC title. <laughs> the international <laughs> championship. Oh my goodness, I <laughs> forgot about that thing. Yeah. Orange Cassidy defeated um Angelico. Abaddon defeated Trish Adore. And in the and in the Continental Classic, um Brian Danielson, he find Daniel Garcia and pinned him. 
yeah, well, great to see Angelico because I'm I'm a huge man. When I heard he was signed with AEW, just imagine him doing some of the stuff we saw him do on Lucha Underground. And they didn't do anything. They had him, and they had um, his partner from before, Jack. Um, guy's last name because he's never on. He's gone from there. But those were two of the most exciting people I'd watch in Lucha Libre on AAA. And they didn't do anything with them. So great to see Angelico. Um, you know, Abaddon, I'm happy for her. You know, because everybody wants to see what happens with Julia Hart and Abaddon. And that Daniel Bryan match. You know, I'm just not... They've wrestled like four times. He didn't wrestle CM Punk once in the two or three years Punk was in AEW, but he's wrestled Daniel Garcia like four times. And then we saw, then, you know, they had this match on collision, which was brutal. But um, I, again, I, I, you know, I've always said that I was never the biggest Brian Danielson fan, but I'm trying to be objective. People keep saying, oh, what another brilliant match. And all I see are kicks and running knees. I mean, am I wrong or what's going on? No, that's what it is. And that's, again, that's the, that's what the, the, the four, five, ten people on Twitter be saying. But, you know, can't listen to everybody. <clears throat> you know, right. you know, collision. Um, let's go in the continental classic. Eddie Kingston finally win one. He beat Claudio. He beats Claudio. Yeah. Unbelievable. Who would have thought? Who would have thunk it? I yeah, tried, it looks then, like he might, he might make it. He might get through to the next round somehow. And then Andrade El Idolo defeated Brian Danielson. And he gouged his eye. And he was bloody. It was, it was brutal. And he would, them, those, those knees in the corner on the back, those don't look safe at all. I'm no. sorry. <clears throat> I wouldn't take those if I was a wrestler. Those don't look safe at all. It's almost um, like that. This is an example where the men could learn from the women who do the hip attack. Mm -hmm. Like you know, this is how you do it. This is how you not hurt somebody. <laughs> you know, because yeah. Brian Danielson, man, that was like if you're a doctor, you should be like, I'm not doing anything. With, I'm not operating on you because this is what you do. Like you know, and then you go back out, and man, that was brutal and. And it looked like Andrade was hurt earlier in the match, and and it's 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 hard to watch. And I know people who don't like Chris Jericho say things like, "Oh, he should retire." His matches I, I like. Brian Danielson looks like he's getting killed, and to see his eye bleeding and then his nose was bleeding, that was really that wasn't fun. You know, that wasn't fun to watch. I didn't have a good time. But the, the shocker was what Tony Khan's doing that's really unique is he's having matches. This is like the third time, I think, where we thought it would go to a, a time limit draw. Right. And then the win came out like with two minutes to go. Right. Definitely. I was thinking the same thing. We haven't got to a time limit draw. Um, you know what? They probably get a time limit draw during probably the last match. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably what happens. And then that person probably who needed a win needed three points, and that person needed one point to win. <clears throat> That's how they sneak and win the whole tournament. That's how they, they both get a point each, but one of the persons needed 
needed three points to win. The other person needed just one point. At one point, to put them over. Yeah. <clears throat> By the so, way, I must be I must be dyslexic a little bit because whenever they show like that graph with the zeros and the threes and the sixes, I'm just like, wait, what? I'm trying to <laughs> just put the numbers of like who has the most points. I'm not following. They don't show it long enough to really compute who hasn't. Well, bring it up now. See what let's see what this current standings is, because we we done went through all the, you know, the the matches when the gold and the blue division. So, you know, and why you do that? Why you saying that? We'll go through the rest of rant of collision. Willow Nightingale defeated Mercedes Martinez. Um, they don't need Mercedes Monet. They got their own Mercedes. You know. Um, yeah, that was a uh, physical match, and um, and then at the end. Uh, you know, Diamante was there, and and it's uh, and then Statlander came in for the save. So it's interesting. Are the fans? I used to criticize Willow for her entrances. Remember, I said it was like the Price is Right. Right. But it's almost like that's her only chance to get people interested because they don't really have a follow through with a lot of the women stuff, do they? Yeah. So, so um, she lost her New Japan. Women's championship, right? Strong women's championship to somebody named Julia, which was getting a lot of rave reviews. Tell you know anything about her? Yeah, I'm you know, when Dynamite Kid died, New Japan, uh, a, a great Japanese wrestling magazine. Did I bring it to work? Did I show you? I don't know, probably maybe not, but they had um, an issue dedicated to him, and it's in Japanese. I bought it at the Kinukunian store near Bryan Park. And um, so I don't know what it says, but there was a picture of, of Julia in one of the ads for like Asics because uh, she wears like she was wearing Asics shoe, shoes. And I had that was the first time I'd seen her. And I was like, she looked so cool. Um, they're making a big deal. They can make a big deal about anybody almost because um, I've seen some of her matches. AZM is actually um, my favorite woman right now in stardom, Japanese pro wrestling. But um, she has good matches, but it's almost like with anything in Stardom or New Japan, it's who you're working with, right? Who's mm -hmm. what the pain threshold is? What can they do? Um, but she's she's half Japanese, um, and uh, yeah, she's she's pretty cool. Um, she has a cool image, a cool look. But uh, you know, if she was in WWE, would she stand out so much? Um, I don't. I don't know about that. About AEW, she'd be a better. I mean, out of you know, to be honest, out of all the women from Japan that they could have kind of lured and and focused on, why they chose Hikaru Shida? Why Kenny Omega insisted on Shida? I really I don't. Like Shida. She's boring, man. She is so. <laughs> I mean, the, and I know this is horrible of me to say, but the most boring, scantily clad one I've ever seen. Uh, what? Scantily clad, you know, <laughs> woman, fit woman, you can imagine. But no, and you know, Riho was interesting in a way, but they just pushed her so hard. And her matches really wasn't Davy and Goliath. She was going toe to toe with people, which kind of ruined it. Um, but, and she's back, by the way, right? But um, yeah. yeah, there were so many great choices. But if she, if Julia gone, goes to AEW, 
they have to do they have to do better with the women's time allotted to the women they'd have to because otherwise it's not going to matter okay um because i hear a lot about her julia julia this julia that and um so i don't know i mean i, I gotta you know do some more you know research on her let's see you know <clears throat> well if you if you ever see muda's the um muda's final bye-bye you, they have a few women's matches with some great women wrestlers who any of them could be a, a big star um there's 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 like one who's like they they do some like perverted moves to each other that would never fly in WWE. Um, like I remember Minami Toyota was wrestling somebody, and I was watching on an old tape, and a friend of mine who's Japanese when Toyota's shouting at her opponent, she's like, "Do you have any idea what she's saying?" And I'm like, "No." And my friend was Japanese, and she told me, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" It was like, it was like perverse. <laughs> You know, I have the standings up. Okay. So the gold and the blue. Um, Moxley, Strickland, both nine points. So it almost, I don't know if it even matters who loses. Um, Roosh is in, well, no, third place is Jay White with six. Roosh has three. And Mark Briscoe and Jay Lethal, we already know, are already eliminated. Okay. Uh, Blue League. Um, and by the way, the Gold League was always kind of like the League of Death, right? That was the hardest group. Blue League, um, Danielson and Brody King have six. I forgot Brody was in it. Um, Drotty has six, so it's a three-way tie. Claudio has three. Eddie has three. Garcia has zero. Wow, Garcia has zero. How? Okay, so how does this work? Like, how do you move on to the, the next round? I think um, is it the top three who move on? Let me see. So they have their own end season tournament. They have the G one. You know, and by the, and to be honest, I'm not always the biggest fan of the G1. Some of those New Japan tournaments go on forever, you know. Yeah. But it's about having, well, New Japan is about having great matches, right? That's what it's about. Yeah, but again, you know, the cool thing about New Japan is when it was really big here in the United States on Axis, it was basically because we saw basically a clip show of only their best matches, right? Well, we didn't see some of the nonsense they do with their own storylines. Okay, right, but only two group winning fans. Only what? Only two group winners. Wait, let's see. Only the top two in each group. Oh wow! So I thought it was. I thought it was three or I thought only two were knocked out of each top two. So okay, so the the gold league we have Moxley and Swerve, right? Moxley and Swerve. So, so right. So they next? have nine. Next would be Jay White. Huh? At six. With six? Yeah. So if Jay White wins, 
right? If Jay White wins and mocks and he, he, so he'd be if Jay White wins, he can't. But he but he lost the swerve, so he lost the swerve. He can't get in. He the the top two is set. Well, if, if Moxley he, loses, and then Jay White beats Moxley, which isn't going to happen, then he would. But but Jay watch Jay. The next match is Moxley versus Strickland, right? Yes. Okay, and and Jay White taking on who? I think his next match is against um, Jay Lee. Is against I'm sorry, Mark Briscoe. Okay, so if he beat Mark Briscoe, that's nine, right? Right. So, um, him and Moxley didn't fight each other, correct? No. Because he swerved, he lost the swerve. Swerve got the tiebreaker on him. That would be his he, last match. Would be against Moxley. So they have to. So they have to. The the, the tiebreak would be that a match against each other. I guess so. Yeah. It would work out okay, that well, way. It would work out that way. Because they'd be tied at nine apiece, both of them. But, you know, unless, but even, but if, if Moxley beats Swerve, if Moxley beats Swerve, um, Jay White won't, can't win. He can't, he, he won't be able to move on because Swerve, because Swerve beat him. He had the tiebreaker on him. Yeah. And then Swerve has to, has to wrestle. He hasn't wrestled. I don't think he's wrestled Roosh. He got to you have to wrestle everyone. Yeah, it's around Robin first. The group's. Oh, okay. So it's, oh, so it's not over yet. So it's, we got a long way to go. Ah, uh, you know, there's one, two, three. Yeah, they're halfway. They're, they're two more. They have two more. Two more. So two more weeks. Yeah, it's a. Oh. It's one of those times where it's a good thing that they have three shows in a week, right? Right. But that's not good for the wrestlers. Sometimes the wrestlers got because Rampage is on the same night, and that means you got to wrestle twice that night. If you wrestle on Rampage and Dynamite, or you got to wrestle the next night, like Danielson did. Danielson well, had to wrestle Friday and Saturday. Yeah, well, Hulk Hogan. I mean, sorry, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. It's Wednesday, Wednesday and Friday, Wednesday because it was taped Wednesday and Saturday. You know, mm. so you know, yeah. So you know, he had some couple of days off. So what about the boom? Jay Lethal and you know Mark Briscoe already being eliminated. It'll be it'll be interesting to see. Like I could see Swerve or Roosh or even Jay trying to get them to either lay down or try to or work with them to try to cost somebody a match or something like that. Oh, they're not gonna do that. That's that would be a storyline. They're not gonna do that. Oh, you know you're right because they're, you can't even have people at ringside. So. Exactly. What about the Blue League? Well, and may I ask you, what two do you want to advance from the Gold League? Well, I'm gonna tell you who's going to advance. The event, the 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 two that's going to advance is going to be Moxley and Swerve. I think that's who it should be, and Swerve should win. But more likely, Moxley will probably win. We probably end up with Moxley versus Danielson in the finals. That's what we're looking at. If physically Danielson makes it to the finals, right? What if it's right. uh, Moxley, Eddie Kingston? That would be pretty good, but Moxley's not with Eddie Kingston. Not making it out the. He's not making it. He might. He might. Yeah, do you know what the other matchup, which would be awesome? Cool. It's not going to happen. And when I say it, you know it's not going to happen. So don't judge me that way. 
Just what would you think if the final was Rush and Andrade? Probably be a great match. Um, I mean, Rush you know, taking over. Andrade, my sleeper. Andrade is my sleeper of winning the whole thing. Is it really? Um, That's a great show. Yeah. You know why? Because they got something going with him and Lana, right? And plus, Andrade, there's rumors that he might try to go back to WWE and want to work for CMLL one more time. So they might give this to him so he can stay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I kind of agree, but if, if things with Charlotte are on the rocks, then maybe they'll stay anyway. <laughs> um, Conan said that Andrade is very difficult to deal with in AAA. And he talked about, because Andrade had done an interview months ago in Spanish about how he did a few AAA shows. And he's like, they don't pay me enough. It's not catered. And Conan was saying, it's we're a third world country in AAA. We don't, there's chips, but we're not paying. We don't have money for your food all the time. It's just rough. It's rough. Right. He charged a lot of money. Um, I heard um, oh. Andrade for his Mexico appearances. Can you imagine? Remember, like those wrestlers who, like, when they go independent, and then you read about how much they charge, and you're like, how can how can an independent show afford that? Exactly. How long has Triple A or CMLL been around? The oldest pro wrestling company in the world is CMLL. Uh, that's from uh, the early 1900s. Uh, that's from let me let me just check. 1933. So it's the oldest. Triple um, A. It's Triple A is kind of like the before. Um, it's kind of similar to the New Japan, All Japan thing. It's okay. Kind of formed with people coming out of that, and that okay. goes back to I think. 30 years? Uh, no, 92. Yeah. Reason why, you, you said what year? 92. That's when it was established as 92? Triple A. Triple A. The reason why I asked, has Tito Santana ever worked CMLL or Triple A? The great Tito Santana. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean that guy. Did you, since the the Chiefs are your favorite team, is he somebody Chiefs fans talk about, or was he not good? Was he a very good player? Who Tito Santana? Yeah, I don't know. I didn't even know he played for Tito, the Chiefs. Oh yeah, he was. Uh, he was in the NFL. Um, let me see. He was. Uh, you talking about Chico? Chico yeah, Santana. He went, so he went to West Texas State University. So he played tight end where the quarterback was Tully Blanchard. And he was signed by the Chiefs. Oh, I'm sorry. He was cut during training camp. Oh. And he played a single season for the CFL. Man, in pro wrestling, they would say he used to play in the NFL. He was a, They always do that, right? They, they never said that on TV at all. That Tito Santana played in NFL. Jim Ross would have Jim Ross would have said that if he worked for the <laughs> NWA. Jim Ross would have said, "Former like like they already put up for um all the other guys like Pillman or Lex Luger, you know, 
they never and they never said nothing about Tully Blanchard football background either. It was uh well you know that famous West Texas football team, right? Mm-hmm. Uh West Texas football. That was the one. There was a team where it was like Dusty Rhodes. It was like everybody. It was like the people who played at West Texas were Dory Funk Jr., Stan Hansen, Terry Funk, Dusty Rhodes, Bobby Duncan Sr., Ted DiBiase, Kelly Kanitsky, Bruiser Brody, Manny Fernandez, Tully Blanchard, Tito Santana. Wow. Yeah. Not at the same time, though, right? Few of them were at the same time. I know Dusty Rhodes played. I don't. I can't find it, but yeah, um, Rhodes and DiBiase I think played at the same time. Wow, that's like Minnesota, right? Stay in Minnesota. <laughs> Minnesota had all those wrestlers come out of there. <laughs> well, I remember in, in Scott Norton's autobiography, he talked about being at the drive through for McDonald's. He's in the mm -hmm. car with Road Warrior Hawk, and Mr. Perfect punches Hawk in the face through the comes up and just as a joke punches Hawk in the face, and he's in the car with Rick Rude. <laughs> so. This oh, was high wow. school for these guys, you know. Wow. Yeah. That was But Minnesota had all those those wrestlers, man. Ah, uh, man, big. Imagine, but those guys to to regular human beings like us, they was big guys. You get what I'm saying? Two hundred pound and six feet, two hundred pound guys. You know, they, they probably was bullying the nerds. You know. <laughs> You, yeah, I mean, they left that out of the book, but I'm assuming they probably were, because apparently, like, everybody loved Hawk if he was your friend, but he was, like, a maniac. Like, I mean, think about Mr. Perfect's idea of a joke was walking up to somebody and punching them in the face. Right. There's, like, you ever saw that movie? You ever saw that movie, Lucas? Yes. You remember the football team? That was them. <laughs> they did oh the my god! That was uh, who's the famous actor who ended up playing the agent Harvey uh, in uh, that uh, huge HBO show? Who was the bully in Lucas? It was um, um, what's his name? Uh, I forgot. I see his face. He is last name. It's uh... Jeremy Pervins. Yes, yes. With with less hair than we saw him later. Yeah. Jeremy Pivens. Yeah, yeah, that was Jeremy. Roger, Roger Ebert's review he wrote. My God, I love Lucas. I love that movie too. Oh, wow. <laughs> I like that movie so much. That movie, I could watch that. Luke, Luke, catch that ball before you puke. I think I'm going to puke, Luke. And then they put that hot stuff in it, his hot stuff in his in his jock strap, oh, yeah, and he had to run that. out there and get and sit in the campus and this and get in the water fountain. Everybody looking at him was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" <laughs> That's bad. The villain to me, <laughs> the villain was the coach, and that guy was a jerk. But you know, for some reason, even though she's only in it for like a little bit, that's uh -huh. whenever people bring up Winona Ryder, that's the first movie I think of. You think about that one? See yeah. me, I don't think of that one for her. I think of uh, Beetlejuice. 
Really? Yeah, I thought, I think I thought you were gonna say Beetle like um, yeah. uh, Edward Scissorhands. No, no, I think a Beetlejuice with her. That's that's the one I think about her the most. Beetlejuice, but she's in there. But you know it's crazy that that show you like Charlie Sheen, because even though oh, he's in yeah. that movie, he's not like that's not a Charlie Sheen movie that I think about, even oh. though he's in it. But he's in it, took Lucas' girlfriend from him because I don't like that man. Lucas girl, she she but she was mad. She more younger than him, um, than than Charlie Sheen yeah. was, and like what was he doing? But that's the way it was back then, you know. Those those seniors mess with those freshman girls, you know. And oh, yeah. like, um, like movies where the girl who's like a sophomore, oh my boyfriend's in college or something like yeah. that. Yeah, and he's a like captain of the football team, and and Lucas want to get on there to try to impress her. They said Lucas is gonna die. He's committing suicide. He's going. What's that? What he's doing? He's trying out for the football team. <laughs> it's funny because Charlie Sheen. When I think of when people bring up him, the first movie I think of is his one scene or two scenes in Ferris Bueller. Yeah. Uh, what do you, did it ruin you, Lucas, a little bit when Corey Hames made those allegations about Charlie Sheen? Well, I'm sorry. Say. What Corey Haim said about Charlie Sheen on the set of Lucas? No, what did he say? He came out and said that Charlie Sheen sexually assaulted him. He did? That's what he says. Everybody, like, Sheen, I think when he addressed it or something, was like that. No, nothing like that ever happened. But that's what Haim said. It's the first time I'm hearing this. Wow. Yeah, he said... Um, said that uh, he was uh, sexually abused by Charlie Sheen while making Lucas. Wow. Didn't hear that. that. That never happened. And um, um, Corey Feldman said it about him. It said that Corey Haim told him that actually when I said sexual assault, Mahler, he, he said he raped him. Wow. Wow. And the first time I'm hearing this. And this happened when Corey Feldman made a documentary. And in the documentary, they show other people who said Haim told them Sheen did that. Wow. Did not hear this. I'm going to do some research on this. Wow. I'm going to look at that movie different now. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, I don't know, but I'm just saying, like, uh, um, R.I.P. Corey Haim, man. Yeah, great actor. Great actor. And, um, who were you a fan of more, Haim or Feldman in the 80s? I liked them both. I watched both their movies. I actually liked Feldman more because he did the Michael Jackson impression. They did Feldman, like in Dream a Little Dream? Yes, that one. <laughs> And then it turned out he was like he kept doing it in real life, like all the time. <laughs> he thought he was Michael Jackson. <laughs> he <was> dancing. <laughs> I like both of the Lost Boys, uh, License to Drive. Uh, what else? The Burbs. Uh, man, I like all of the, the movie. By the way, somebody else who was in the doc. Uh, somebody who had been accused by of uh, abusing Hain by Feldman had told the National Enquirer that Hain told him that Gene and he smoked pot and had sex. 
and that he was upset that Gene didn't want to have sex with him again. I don't know. This that, is, huh? Where do you get yeah. this on National Enquirer? That's what uh, an actor told the Enquirer. Which which actor said this? Uh, this is uh, his name is. I'm in the article. Just um, former actor Dominic Brascia. Oh wow! I, what 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 movies was he in? Let me look. He died a few years ago, actually. Oh wow! R.I.P. Dominic. I don't know. <laughs> uh, let's see. We just went way off topic. <laughs> and I know, but it's uh, he's from Staten Island. Can you believe that? He what movies were way Evil Laugh, nineteen eighty six. Mm-hmm. Friday the Thirteenth, A New Beginning, nineteen eighty five, and Hard Rock Nightmare, nineteen eighty eight. I don't think I've seen any of them. Okay. Wow, I'll have to look into that. Yeah. Huh. I'm going to have to look into that. Wow. Did not know that. Man. Wow. Man, we went down a rabbit's hole right there. We went from the Gold League and the Blue League to... uh... Yeah. Let's get let's get back on track here. Yeah. All right, we got so, there. We yeah, I do. About, about Minnesota. Yes. Minnesota, yes. Minnesota that's right. 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 We, but, uh, that's Hurts how we got there. Yeah. <laughs> let's go back to you collision. Know, Santana. Yeah. Santana. All right. The, the, there was two this week in Dynamite was, there was two battle of the Canadians. Um, the first one was, uh, you know, Edge versus Christian, or you know, and the second one was, was Kenny Omega versus All Ego Ethan Page, who looks amazing. All Ego yeah. looks like he's in the best yeah, shape but, of his life. Yeah, he's and he got one weight. Cardio every day, and he weighs his food, which I assumed he had been doing his whole <laughs> career, but apparently not. And he looked great, but it, it this. You know, they did a lot to try to build him up because, and apparently he, I read an interview where he says he really told Tony Khan he really wants to focus on Ring of Honor more than being on Right. And he, he is a WWE guy. He should leave there ASAP and That's, get a character. Yes, totally agree. Totally agree. Yeah. Vince McMahon wanted him. Vince McMahon wanted him. Yeah, he's a he's a WWE guy. He can do everything they can, they they want. He can talk. Even an NXT run right now would be better than what he's going to do right now. Yeah, and I think before I would tell you no because of the money, but we've seen people leave the money behind, like QT Marshall. You know. Yes. And he doesn't have anything planned. Like he quit. <laughs> he's gonna sign somewhere, but. It's interesting. The money is not enough anymore, apparently. Right. Um. So yeah, Kenny Omega defeated him. Uh, all Eagle even paid with the uh, One Wing Angel. Wardlow defeat Willie Mack. 
Uh, Willie Mack, another person that come on AEW television, and all he does is lose. Yeah, and he was like, to me, he was like the, a new kind of like Dusty Rhodes type of guy when I used to see him in Lucha Underground and some other places. I mean, he can do things nobody else at his size can do. And, uh, you know, the fans like him. And his work in that match, I mean, the way he got himself powerbombed shows what kind of athlete he is. Yeah. Because he was basically doing sit-ups in the air. Right. Yeah, so, you know, that's how... Did you notice how Wardlow left the ring before the referee checked Willie to call the match off? Well, yeah, he's the devil. Uh, uh, let's go... By the way, somebody asked, somebody asked Rocky Romero if he's the devil, and he just said, no, but I wish I was. <laughs> That'd be a great gig. All right, let's go. Let's go to um, Raw real quick. So the first match of the day was Drew McIntyre defeated Sami Zayn. It was a great match to me. What were your thoughts on this? Yeah, and it's it's good that he got. You know, it's Drew needed the win more than Sami because Sami, we all know that he'll never be what he was anymore. That's over, and he knows it too. He said in interviews he knows he's on. They he's basically losing a lot now. And he's not the same funny Sammy anymore. He's kind of like the, I don't know, he's kind of a cheerleader. Like, come on, guys, we can do this. So good for Drew. Yeah, Drew, I mean, when they had their match before, remember on SmackDown was when he was trying to beat Drew and uh, when he was the conspiracy theorist. And yes. um, he was trying was to funny. beat him. He, he was trying to beat him by count out. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> but this one, um, Drew... Um, chop blocked him, and and him with the claymore. And it was it's a more vicious Drew, and um, this was Sammy J said to mind his business and not talk to try to console Drew. He's a he's he's back to being the Scottish psychopath, I guess. Right. That's what we've been asking for. It feels like if only this was a little earlier, you know. So, all right, real quick, uh, Nia Jax defeated Shayna Baszler. DIY. Defeated Imperium, the Creed brothers defeated Dominic Mysterio and JD McDonough. And in the main event, the World Heavyweight Championship, Seth Rollins retains, defeated Jay Uso. A main event, Jay Uso, Drew McIntyre attacks um, um, post match, attracts Seth Rollins, Claymore kicks Jay Uso, and then puts Jay Uso through a table after we go off the air. Your thoughts? The, the tag team matches aren't doing it for me. They tried to introduce some of these team, like reintroduce some of these teams, especially the Creed brothers, you know, through the tag team turmoil. It's just a lot of tag team wrestling right now. And it's, I, I wasn't that into it. I, I feel bad for Shayna Baszler. People are like, oh, we thought with Triple H, we'd see her do better. Um, and then, um, look, I'm, I'm sorry. You know, this whole Drew and Jay thing, they had their chance in the war games. They barely crossed paths. I don't get it. It's That was supposed to be... I mean, that's war games, right? And Drew wanted to get his hands on Jay. I don't... I'm not I'm not totally feeling it. What, what did you think? Um, it makes sense, but, you know, um, they're featuring Drew now. Um, and... Um, this is a filler until the Royal Rumble, right? Yeah, they need some um, bad guys, right? Yeah, they got too many baby faces. They do. Uh, they got a whole lot. <laughs> yeah, of good guys. Um, so 
um, so this is a role that needs to be filled, right? Um, and and Drew is a guy that looks like he can do it. Uh, if they're gonna give him some some wins, but um, you know, or some or so, or he's standing tall. And he don't have to win. He can win by disqualification. You know, like old school WWF. You can win by disqualification, count out, and and keep both guys from getting pinned and beat. You know, because once you get pinned and yeah. beat, that's when it's, there's a problem. Clearly. Yeah, you you're so right. And and one of the things I loved with um. Nyla in AEW, the Native Beast, was just how when AEW started, she would show up, commit carnage, get disqualified and suspended, come back two weeks later, do the same thing, get suspended. So she wasn't winning, but she was a monster, you know? Right. So that's right. So that was raw. Um, SmackDown, tribute to the troops, but they're See, Vince is not in, involved anymore because Vince, if Vince was involved, they would have went to the troops itself, yeah. and they would have had their show. Now they're not. He did, they, he did they, go to the Christmas party. Did you see? Read that. What happened with Vince? He went to he, what Christmas party? The WWE Christmas party. Who threw it? Endeavor. The, the corporate, the corporate Christmas party. Yeah. But who, 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 who threw it? Um, Endeavor threw it, or WWE? Who? Just like okay. they're in office kind of thing. Okay. And what happened? Not just that he was there. Wasn't it was supposed he wasn't supposed to be there? Oh, I don't think he's not not supposed to be. I don't think he's not supposed to be there. Wow. So it was it yeah. was newsworthy just because you know it was a rare appearance for him. He don't That's show rare. up there any other time at the Christmas party? Well, he's not really like, you know, before it, when he's at headquarters, you know, that was his job. So he was kind of, uh-huh. he's not, you know, he's not there. What but, is his role now? He still has a lot of stock. He doesn't have the majority anymore, but he has like. Um, well, what is day to day? What is his day to day? What is his, what is he still, what, like, what's his title? and What's his day to day? I don't. I don't think he has a title anymore. And his day to day is, I mean, I think promotional. Like when he went to Dubai. Um, mm-hmm. Even if you go like forever, like I'm on the Wikipedia page. It used to say CFO or whatever. Now it's just an American businessman and co-founder of Modern WWE. Oh, oh wow. here it is. I'm sorry, I'm wrong. Executive Chairman. Also, oh, he's Chairman. Of TKO Group Holdings, so he's an executive chairman. Who knows how many chairmen they have, right? Right. Um, yeah. He can fire people. I don't know. That's a good question. They did fire a few more people. But that's probably Endeavor. Who is the You're guy? Fine. Ariel Armani. What's his name? Ariel. What's his oh, name? Ari Ari Star. Ari. Ari. Not no. Ari Star. Ari Emanuel. Ari Emanuel, so he's the, the the main guy of TKO, correct? Yes, uh, he's this. You know, um, you know when people say um, Endeavor, uh-huh. like that, you you'll hear that. It's William Morris Endeavor. So, okay. like the that legendary agency is the the full name is William Morris Endeavor. And uh, so it's Endeavor for short, but that just shows you like, like this is a, a massive company. 
And you know what the interesting thing is? Some of the people they laid off this week, mm -hmm. you know, it was the head of like, for example, WWE digital and video games, something or other, other things, because it was redundant because Endeavor and UFC already has those. Mm -hmm. I'm not so sure that the WWE people aren't the better ones at those positions than UFC, right? If you're talking yeah. about video game or production things, WWE is better in those a lot of those things than UFC, I think, right? Production, yes. Production one, yes. Yeah. And video game whatever that they were doing? Right. If they fire, um, if they fire, um, Dunn, that boy, oh boy, because Devin Dunn is the the best in the business as far as wrestling goes. Um, if they ever do that, the WWE uh, will go down. I'm sorry, but um, it's a lot, right? Uh, the senior vice president of financial planning. I thought they have pretty good financial planning. Uh, mm -hmm. global sales and partnerships. WWE's the famous all over the world um you yeah. know that's why this was a terrible idea again this was the terrible idea senior vice president of streaming technology and the senior vice president of gaming it's a terrible again this merger is a merger right uh, a merger or takeover they yeah. this was a bad idea who has more was whose net worth is high event mcmahon or Ari? probably vince mcmahon Okay, so people were thinking that Vince McMahon, but Tony Khan got more money than both of them, right? Yes. So Vince McMahon can, if he really wanted to, he could start another wrestling company up. If he wanted yeah. to. Oh, yeah, he wouldn't need to be a billionaire to do that, but yeah. He's, he a, he's, a, he's a billionaire now. Yeah, do you know what? Oh, Ari Emanuel's net worth, according to Market, what? was $450 million. And McMahon is what? Billion, right? A billion, seven, right? So seven hundred million, right. almost as much as Shohei Otani, I guess. Right. Yes. So, um, if McMahon wanted to, he could start another wrestling company up, and and put them out of business. By the way, two point four billion, according to one source. One point two billion, according to another. For McMahon. Or McMahon. He's a billionaire. Yeah. And he has the people to do it. He can get the people to do it. He can get Pritchard. If he wanted to, he can line the Avengers. He can go get people that helped him out before. He can go get a Vince Russo. He can get a Bischoff. He can get Corden. He can get all these guys together and, um, and, and start a new company and start getting new talent. You know, and take his son-in-law, his daughter, you can bring his son Shane, and they can start up and start getting wrestlers. And and remember, the guys are not in the contract like Lesnar and all these other guys. They can all get. He can start a new company up if he really wanted to. And oh, Brock Arabia. would leave because didn't Brock always say as long as Vince is you know involved? Mm -hmm. But you know, it's so funny. Like the perfect place for Vince McMahon. <laughs> would be AEW in a way because he his dream was to be in the NFL, like to own an right. NFL team and all of that. And he like he would never do that. He would I never he would never work for Tony Khan. Why not? Never. Never. Why not? He would never do it.
Why doesn't he like Tony Khan? He won't do. He won't work for him. Okay, you're right. He won't work for him. He would never work for him ever. But not be a boss. I say Tony no. Khan changes his plans at the last second. Conan said that. It's he only listens to top guys and he changes what's on the paper in the last second. So. This may man, little Vinny Mac. Yeah, yeah. So you know, uh, how WWE would ever go out of business? I think this was the worst thing they could have done. So the merger? Yes. I think so too because they're basically. Yeah, no, I I, I agree. I don't think the worst thing they could have done. Worst thing they could have done. They start firing people that help them make this. this, That if they start saying, "Oh, our people are better than your people at this," in the wrestling business with UFC, is that's not going to work? No, you know. So, you know, if they start thinking like that, you know, it's it's not going to work, and they will be out of business. We've watched UFC. I don't think it's like the great greatest produced production, whatever this or that. I don't think it's, it's... not not bad in WWE. It's not WWE. WWE had elite production. I remember earlier you said you wanted a for the Christian and uh, Adam Copeland match. You wanted a little bit of a, a of a of a of a like a you basically wanted a a storyline like a video package like WWE do uh, with all their big storylines. To, to refresh you to where you got to how we got here. And yeah, it hurt, WWE would have done that. Didn't. Right. Yeah. So WWE always does that. And they also know how to do it in like time constraints. Like AEW, they did have one, but it was like shown earlier. WWE can do ones that are like 30 seconds or like one right. in addition right. to the long. Yeah. Exactly. You know, man, we'll see what happens. Um, won't be this year or next year, but in a couple weeks, five, maybe ten years from now, we'll see what happens, man. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Um, so SmackDown tribute to the troops, US title tournament. Um Santos Escobar defeated Dragon Lee and Bobby Lashley defeated Karrion Cross. Cody Rhodes came out to thank the troops. You know. Um what's your thoughts so far? It was it was nice for the soldiers and everything. I, I, I like the tribute to the troops in, in a lot of ways. Um, you know, the I didn't think the Santos like I thought these matches were just too predictable, the outcomes to be in this kind of a tournament. And I mean everyone's talking about carrying cross. I mean, the big takeaway of the tournament was carrying cross. You know, mm-hmm. he reemerges and loses, you know. Now are they gonna now you're hearing rumors, oh, they might do a storyline where, you know, his woman leaves him or something. I don't know, but I don't know. Yeah. CM Punk That's your uh, guy. What did you think? That's my well, I knew he was gonna lose to Bobby. Bobby's over. So once they put that match up against Bobby they didn't have to put him against Bobby Lashley, but in in the first round, but uh <sighs> What they need, he need to be repackaged, and how they repackage him is, they just you know like his if his woman gets mad at him, he shaves his head, and he comes back and and they can send him the raw. You, you know, just, or send, you just say whatever Miro used to say. My God, why? <laughs> yeah, they can repackage him, shave his head, go to send him the raw, uh, make a deal with you know with with Adam Pearce and send him the raw, and you know have him start there. 
you know, on the first hour of all, and, you know, have them beat a couple of people there, build them up, put them against Alpha Academy, you know, have them go against Tasawa here, then against uh, Otis, then Chad Gable, Chad Gable, give them some great matches, have them win that, and then he, he move them on up. For the next I, I think, months. uh, I actually kind of think like the the thing that'll help him more than anything, because I think he's got so much against him that the you know seeing like seeing him against Tazawa is kind of like when they're trying to help Wardlow again by having him go against nobodies who nobody cares about. I the the perfect thing where he could just say this is because he had I liked his match with Drew in the cage. Um, it took a while for me to get into it, but that was a really good match. Him against like a Jonah, right? Like I don't think they should a, do that. I don't think they should do that right away because um, Bronson Reed—they're trying to build him too. I keep forgetting and Bronson Reed. I keep saying I don't want to. I don't want to, you know, because Jonah will. Bronson will win Reed's this a, feud, right? Because yeah. yeah, right now because he's a big deal. Remember, he beat Okada, right? So yeah, yeah. So Bronson Reed could be a big deal, a big hill, especially they need him. So I wouldn't put him there right away. Maybe against Ivar, you know. Oh yeah, people love um, his performances. Yeah. Maybe Ivar, but I'm just saying you gotta get him. You, you gotta start somewhere first, and then start moving up to, you know, before you can, you know, build him and make him dangerous, you know, and, and then start beating people. Um, but. I don't know. The landscape of WD has changed a lot. And one of the reasons why things have changed is because CM Punk is back. And you don't know what he's going to do. Is he going to be a baby face or a hill? And he did a promo. The people in in, um, in Providence, Rhode Island was going crazy for him. And he said, my time is not going to get cut this time because I'm out in the 9 o'clock hour. Um, he talked about finishing his story. <laughs> he talked about <laughs> Uh, uh, he talked about to Kevin Owens. He said, Kevin Owens, you're going to see me against Kevin Owens. Um, but, you know, I, I'm going to be a partner with him. Um, you know, um, because he said Roman Reigns, he, he talked about Roman Reigns. Um, but he talked about Roman Reigns has a thousand cousins, a thousand off Samoans. <laughs> um, he may need a partner. He said, Can he trust um, Kevin Owens? But can he? Because Kevin Owens. You can't trust someone who punches people backstage. Who does that in 2023? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so um, he said he won a main event. Basically, he, he won a main event WrestleMania. That's why he's back. Your thoughts? Um, it it felt like a do over, right? Um, it was a do over because you know why, yeah. big man. Because Triple H was back in, in there, Bruce Pritchard was in was 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 the person running Raw, and I think that's why again that's why it happened. Uh, it was a little chaotic. I think it was a little chaotic back then. And Triple H, remember Triple H, CM Punk is 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 um, Nick Khan and Triple H signing, and they put a lot of stock into how he was his, he presented. And that, that Triple H, him not being there, you know, to write the show and to produce the show hurt CM Punk a lot. Um, and it seemed like a lot of Bruce Prince didn't know what he was doing with CM Punk. Now, 
um, Triple H was back, and he knew what they they gave him some bullet points, and and now I, it it came off better, you know, than because at that point they needed some time and they needed to know what direction they wanted to go in. And I think they know the direction that they want to go in, but Triple H not being there that night, um, uh, and Raw really, 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 um, really made the that whole segment come off wrong. But go ahead. No, I. That's that's good information. That's a lot of good context for this. Um, the problem is again, and I'll, I know I don't want to bore everybody, but when he was in AEW, the old man Logan thing, and I'm gonna just until the wheels come off, or I don't know how much longer I can do this. I bought him the way he, he appears standing in the ring talking about I'm going to win the Royal Rumble and I'm going to WrestleMania and I'm going to beat this person and that person. Just as a fan, I didn't believe it. Mm. You know? Because when you look at the people in WWE, I just don't I just don't see him believably dominating anybody at the top level. Does that mean of me to say? I just, it just doesn't feel the same you know well he's bigger than kevin owens i didn't know that taller he's tall yeah, yeah he's yeah. tall he's tall so he could he fits the bill for a wwe superstar um his i just think it's like one i you know he's naming all these feuds i think the odds are probably that he'll be injured again right possibly i think he will I don't think that's going to change. And, you know, he says somebody yelled Kevin Owens. I don't know if anybody said that. <laughs> he said somebody yelled Kevin Owens um, again. And and so having all these names come out, it does, you know, it does feel like it's kind of that Triple H kind of is doing the Attitude Era booking, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like everybody, but it's Attitude Era without evil Vince McMahon rock stone cold or kurt angle and i but they have it now though they have they have stars they no, have they, randy on i don't they have think randy on cody rose i mean not to that level but they do have stars for this era right oh no and you're right for the fans that did, were too young for the attitude era this mm-hmm. is amazing they have stars but, like below trying to enjoy it and i wasn't trying to poke holes in it i really was trying to get into it I was like, if they're doing this, this is kind of like the cruiserweight division in a way, or it's it's Ring of Honor, and it's it's um, you know, and I know Ric Flair said Randy Orton's the best in the business, but I'll I'll, I'll tell you another way of looking at it. It says a lot about the business if Randy Orton's the best in the business, and I just did just if if CM Punk got out there and says this is probably it for me. And I, all I wanted to do was come back here and, and all that, that I could get into. But if it's him saying I'm the most feared and I'm the best in the world and blah, 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 I, I, I can't look at him and really believe that. I don't think he said that this promo. The last promo he said, I'm the most feared. Yeah, yeah but they, but again, they no, gave him right. bullet points. Pro- Bruce Pritchard that it was this different. This promo. It- you're right, but this promo, he said, I'm going to, you know, maybe I'll win the Royal Rumble and I'm going to go to main event in WrestleMania. It's like, I don't see that. I mean, I could see him getting lucky 
and doing it, but I don't. He's he has a lot of confidence more than than I think he should have. Well, they they're gonna push him to the moon. I mean, he's getting uh, he's gonna get the uh, he's gonna get a main event spot at WrestleMania. Now, who is he gonna get it against? Is it Seth Rollins? He said, well, he's talking about the same body. He's not even the man in his own house. He was talking about Seth Rollins. Now, is Seth Rollins and CM Punk a main event match at WrestleMania or CM Punk versus Roman Reigns at CM Punk? The question, this is what I would do. It's, a, right? it's a main event at Final Battle. <laughs> right. So what I would do is this. I, I, if, if Everybody said Cody wants to finish his story. Well, mm. I put it to you like this. Cody Rhodes is probably the best WWE um, person that they can have as their as the as the face of WWE, right? He's the he's the he's the he's the John Cena, right? Right now, he he he's the face of anybody. In the, he's to do the media. He do he's a very important person in W. That's I don't know where they would go if they didn't sign Cody Rhodes. Like who would they go to? You know what right. I'm saying? If he did, he was the probably the most important signing that they have done in years. Uh, free agent wise, um, other than Hulk Hogan with Hulk Hogan, because John Cena wasn't a free agent signing. Um, as far as all the media and stuff he does, Stone Cold didn't do the media and do all the stuff like that Cody Rose do. They knew me. Uh, we need send Cody, send Cody to do the troops. Send Cody. You know, if, if they look, you looked at the tribute for the troops and all the they they had John Cena in all of them joints. He told us so soldier. He was the soldier. One yeah. person wrote. That one person wrote on Twitter and said, this guy fooled me. I didn't know this guy was not a soldier. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, for CM Punk, I, does Cody finish the story? Um, a lot of people saying, yeah, he should finish the story. But if WWE really wanted to finish the story, he should have won last year. Last year was the time, was the place people wanted it. It was The, the stars was aligned. He should have won it last year. They didn't want him to win it last year. So, you know, they wanted Roman to go over, right? So, Cody needs to struggle, right? Now CM Punk comes up. That's why you got to win because now some plans change. They got Nobody knew CM Punk was going to be available or be back in WWE. CM Punk has oh, the, the, the amount of, of, of attention that CM Punk brought to WWE was more than anything Cody ever done. Look at the social media. Look at the people that's covered it. He's hot right now. So for him, to, for him to put who's the biggest story, the biggest match right now? Cody Rose and CM Punk two. I mean, Cody Rose and Roman Reigns two, or Cody Rose versus Roman Reigns. It's Cody and it's CM Punk and Roman Reigns. That's the biggest match that can get every people talking. I'm talking about people. Out, um, the getting the casual fans involved, getting um, the um, media to get involved. You know, BBC News covers CM Punk return. Who does yeah. that? Like, yeah. I'm, so as far as media, I, I mean, this is not just WWE now. This is TKO. This is Endeavor. They trying to market like to to you got to strike while the iron's hot here. What would get the most eyes? Would get the most media attention possible? Which match would it be? It's CM Punk versus Roman Reigns, and I know people don't. Some most of wrestling fans don't like to hear that, but that's the most. That's the most um, 
other than the Rock and Roman Reigns, that's the most um, you know, um, could be one of the most anticipated matches in WrestleMania history. And plus, the people don't they, they don't like each other neither. You know, there's a storyline there. I'm sorry, Cody Rhodes. Yeah, put him against Seth Rollins night one and have him finish his story with the World Heavyweight Championship. But the biggest match that they could put on would be Roman Reigns versus CM Punk. Now, you want to do a triple threat match and put Cody Rhodes in? Fine. Go ahead. Go do 1994 Royal Rumble with um, Lex Luger and Bret Hart and, and, and have them both challenge for the title at, at, at WrestleMania and do and do a big triple threat match. Roman Reigns, CM Punk, and and, and Cody Rhodes, and go and do that in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. you know. But the biggest mm-hmm. match that WWE to get the most eyes and the casual viewer there would be CM Punk, and that's just the way it is to get people talking and the most eyes and get people talking would be him. Your thoughts? No, it sounds like it sounds like you're right. I mean, it's hard to argue with that kind of reaction. I mean. Yeah, his return to WWE was was on the BBC, like you said, and and um, wrestling fans were heartbroken when Cody lost to Roman, but nobody yeah. who wasn't a wrestling fan knew about it or cared, right? right. <laughs> so yeah, CM Punk and um, man, you're I I totally agree with you, and I, I've like I said, I mean I think. The whole finish the story. It was an it was a comment made by Triple H, which has now become like a mantra for fans, meaning that it's going to happen. Look, he did finish the story. He wanted to be as great as his dad. In WWF, his dad was a mid carter. He was. Am I wrong? His dad was a mid carter in WWF. Hi, right. which back then was is like being a superstar today. Yeah, right? it was hard. Look at the, look at the mid card back then. That's yeah. the who's who Hall of Famers. It is, and 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 you know, to be honest, yeah, his biggest feud in WWF was against Million Dollar Man, who is also past. That was more on the downside, wasn't it, or was that not yet? Not yet. Ninety, ninety. I think his biggest one was was probably um, Macho Man, the Macho King. Oh, Dusty Rhodes. Maybe. Yeah, Dusty oh, Rhodes. Yeah, we, that's about what that. we talking about. We talking about Dusty Rhodes, right? Yeah. 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 I was thinking Ted DiBiase, but you're right. The Macho King was that was a big one too. So yeah, three feuds. I think it was it was Million Dollar Man, it was the Macho King, and it was um, Big Boss Man. Okay, now the the feud with DiBiase was that after the Mega Bucks had already happened? That was after the Mega Bucks. Yeah, so that was kind of like nothing. I mean, it's impossible for DiBiase to do anything bigger than that, right? Like that was going to be everything after that was going to be kind of on the slide. So I think Cody's already done it. I mean, he's main. He's he's been in the main event of WrestleMania. His dad never was, right? So right. Yeah, I mean, they put in the win. They sh- if they really wanted him to finish the story, he would have won last year. He should have won last year. He should have. That's, that's what I'm saying. We were, we like, were unhappy. That, man, yeah. Yeah, people was not happy. I couldn't believe that they they that would that was a feel good moment. Forever, yeah. and they made yeah. that, and, and I don't think they, I don't think it was worth worth. Um, yeah, I don't think it was worth the record having Roman retained. Broken, and all right? That. No, I don't think it was matter. worth. That doesn't matter. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't. You know, I mean, if they really wanted, he could have won the belt back the next night or something. I allowed Mister Perfect in the Texas Tornado, 
and won the belt back. But yeah, if you really want, but that that ruined it left a bad taste in my in my mouth. Yeah, to be honest also, with you. And also Brooklyn Muller, like when they talk about the record of how long, it's WWE, it's pro wrestling. If they want to say he's the longest reigning champion of the WWE, maybe not the WWF, then say that. You know? Right. What 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 are we gonna do? <laughs> what are we gonna You're do? Absolutely right. It, it was it was yeah. it just that match right there and my 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 guy said you know, he was going to win. He was confident. And I was like, and to me, I was like, there's no way in hell. Um, oh, your guy, him. I can't. He, he knows more than I do. The guy who thinks it's all real. Yeah, he got it. He, he's, he knows it. Yeah. What did he and say? Like, Cody can't get out of the guillotine. That's right. <laughs> and I said, it was, and I said to myself, big man, I said, there's no way in hell uh, he's going to win. He's going to win. No way in hell he's going to win. And yeah. when I and when they say I said it's actually I couldn't believe I was shocked. I'd never been shocked for a rest. I guess that's what they was going for, the shock, the shock and awe. You know, there but sometimes it's not always good to give a shock and awe. Sometimes it's good no, to just give the people no. what they want. No, I agree. And and I at the time I was thinking because they were doing their they're getting into bed with you know the gambling, right? Mm -hmm. the, those kind of sites. And I thought this was just a way of like throwing people off and showing that you can like, you know, you never know what's going to happen because everyone's trying to make money through gambling revenue, sports and everything. So, but I haven't and, heard anything about that since then. So I guess it was just Triple H or Vince's call, you know. Um, And another thing, and if they really want Roman to keep the belt, they can have him fight face Punk and have Punk lose to Roman. I don't think Punk will mind losing to Roman, right? Um, no, he shouldn't mind losing to anybody. Right. So, but if but if they but if, what if what if they do the unthinkable and have Cody lose to Roman again? That would be funny. Do you know? And do you know what makes Cody such a great wrestler? Well, What's lots that? of things, but one of the things is like when he came out for WrestleMania to do that entrance. He knew he was going to lose. But right. you would never know it by watching him. Right. Contrast that, to be honest, when... Um, what's... Uh, yeah, what's his name again? L.A. Knight. When L.A. Knight wrestled Roman, he didn't have the same swagger when he came out. Not exactly. Because he... Like, like, if he knew he was going to win that night... I think he would have come out with a little more bounce in his step. Mm -hmm. He came out a little differently. And the fact that Cody knew he was going to lose that night and came out like he was going to win is amazing. Uh -huh. Some, somebody pointed out something. They pointed at Cody's entrance. When he went to his mom, his sister picked his daughter up. And he Brody went to negative one. Negative he one. went to negative one. They flew he a negative all... one for that. That's Yeah, they said... They said that's when he knew he then we kissed his wife. He said he knew he was losing. People knew he was losing when he did that celebration with them before because he knew he wasn't going to get a chance to sell. He picked up his daughter and all that stuff. Oh, and so they said they don't they don't do that. And um but you know, I thought it was because he took he, his interest was extra long 
was because they were setting up the damn pianos for Roman Reigns' entrance, and he needed extra time to set up those that that those pianos for Roman Reigns' entrance. That's what I yeah, thought. Yeah. And you those know? pianos didn't really work out either because of the way the, you know, it's open air stadium. I like that, right. of course. But I thought the reason that he did all that was because, you know, it's a pay-per-view. Like, you don't get a lot of time once it's over. Like, they pretty much cut it off pretty quickly, right? Like, it wasn't going to be on camera. I thought they wanted negative one on camera to show AEW. Right. <laughs> and they, 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 they really, they really um said his name and everything. And they're like, I'm like, Wow, this is good. I said, this is really gonna happen. I said he's gonna happen. Negative one came. He's gonna win, win the belt. But they said it. They said reports were saying that they knew months in advance that they the, the decision was made that Roman was going over Cody. So yeah. he knew he knew months in advance that he was losing, and he but still brought negative one out there. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> but you know what? To the fact that when he went to the ring, I felt like he was going to win just shows me like too. I what did a great too. performer he is. Like he was, he didn't have anything about, like it was just a hundred percent. I believed in him. You know, right. it's amazing that he could do that. I thought he was going to win. And I really thought he was going to win. And he looked like he was going to win. He looked like he was going to, he was dressed to win. It's yeah. just like, it's just, and it's just like, and everybody in the stadium, you know, like maybe eighty five percent of the people in the stadium was was there to to, to see him win. Ninety five percent, ninety eight percent of the people was there for that match. Came to WrestleMania to see that match because if you see the the anticipation, the 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 buzz, everybody yeah. came to see that match, and eighty five percent of those people saw came to see him win, and um, it was one of the most disappointing WrestleMania endings. I have seen in a very long time, you know. So what? What was more, more disappointing? Uh, I don't think I could. Think Roy, of the me the war losing to the warrior in nineteen ninety in WrestleMania six. That was very disappointing to me. I couldn't believe that. That's the first time oh, I yeah. seen Hogan miss the yeah. leg drop. And, and you know, as a kid, I watched Hulk Hogan win almost like Roman Reigns win every WrestleMania match. And he hardly lost. And, I wanted Andre to win WrestleMania three, so I was disappointed from the beginning. Right, right. So when he lost that match, when he lost, he missed the leg drop. I never, I said, oh, he's gonna win, and he hit the big boot, and then he went for the leg. He missed the leg, and the ultimate one hit the splash and won. I couldn't believe that as a kid. Um, that was disappointing to me. Um, it was fair. Wow. What was fair though was how he had the warrior pin, but the referee was out because that happened to every one of his opponents. You know, right? That's what Vince. That's what Jesse Ventura said. When yeah, he, he missed just, that leg drop and he started going into spasms, I was like, "Oh no, he's not recovering from this." He's not. I couldn't believe it. And I'm like, "Wow!" And how many times did it? does that happen to Hogan's opponents? <laughs> that's that's a master class of of commentary. Right there, yeah. masterclass. So yeah, your your guy uh, Kevin Kelly was kind of like the second color commentator to Tony Schiavone. I mean, play by play guy on Collision. I gotta say, like you know how they always send people out to do publicity. Mm-hmm. AEW, like I would send Kevin Kelly because I remember seeing a a news report on Ring of Honor years ago. And they interviewed him, and it it would make somebody who thinks wrestling is a stupid fake sport want to check it out. 
because he was talking quickly, intelligently. He was like talking about the athletes. It was really good. Um, that collision announced team is the best announced team in wrestling right now. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, yeah. I, that, you know, I think when Jim Ross is there, it's, Jim Ross doesn't like Kevin Kelly, so it's kind of awkward because he'll say things like, "Oh, you're doing a great job," you know, to everybody else. But yeah, it keeps Tony in line because you're right. I was wondering why, you know, because Tony's good when it's Jim Ross, mm-hmm. but then he's also good when Kevin. the The person who derails it is Excalibur. It's just yeah, he's terrible. He's bad. Um, Tony Savani was the lead play-by-play man on this, and he does a great job. And Nigel does a great. Nigel been great since NXT days. I love him. Um, Do you think sometimes Nigel is like too funny? Like it distracts. No, like I like. I've it. enrolled in the Christian Cage Parent class. I love it. Like, I love it. I love it. Me, it might be not for everybody, but oh, I love it. He, I did love what he said about Daniel Bryan. He's like, is it? And Shivani's like, isn't it terrible? What's happening? It is. I feel bad. I mean, he wasn't handsome to begin with. And he's, <laughs> Yeah, it's great, man. That's some good stuff. But um, we, we again, I, I, again, back to what we was talking about. I, CM Punk is hot right now, and the next, you know, what is it, December, January, February, March, April. The next four months, the, I mean, the I, everybody's saying Seth Rollins, because they people are saying Seth Rollins because they want Cody to 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 take Roman Reigns. No, the biggest match that Cody finishes story against Seth Rollins. Let that match because you won't know who's gonna win that match. So let that main event night one. Put CM put CM Punk versus you can't get the Rock and Roman Reigns or you can't get if if you or you can't get Stone Cold versus CM Punk. Roman and CM um CM Punk would probably be the 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 most um you know to get the most eyes on the, on the product you know um so you know. I don't or, know. Or did you say the Rock and Roman is the only other? Yeah. The Rock and Roman would be the next, the biggest because of the Rock. And why are people saying Stone Cold and Punk? Do they not like each other or something? Why? Why does that keep getting mentioned? Okay, because they like each other. This in a storyline. This go back to WrestleMania. It's a WrestleMania. It was. I'm sorry. It was WWE video game thirteen, and they had what? got it with. It was a um a. a a Q&A with JR, CM Punk, and Stone Cold, and they was going back and forth. If you remember, during the summer of Punk, Stone, um, Punk, CM Punk was, you know, going at it with Stone Cold, and he was and he was wearing a Stone Cold Steve Austin shirt. But oh. like, they were trying to get a match at that time, and they was going back and forth the whole time. So it's history there that can be played up over there. Um uh, and oh, that video program. game thing isn't that it wasn't a video game thing where Ric Flair went after Daniel Bryan. Um, was that, I'm a, not was sure. that a WrestleMania conference or something? Do you remember that one where they're all on stage and Daniel Bryan's like, "Hey, I don't know why I'm here because you're all great champions." And Flair was like, "You and me both, brother. You and me <laughs> why you're here." And it just kept oh, going. I don't know. I know that that's the reason why, and and for fucking. And um and Stone Cold, so there's there's history there, and that would be a big match too. Um, I think the lead up would be great, like the promos, but I don't know. It's just I'm I'm with a you. Philadelphia street fight, big man, big man. Philadelphia street fight with those two, and 
that's what this name in Philadelphia, the the Philadelphia street fight, and he could do something similar that he did with Kevin Owens. Kevin and Owens was he, amazing. He was yes, amazing. But Stone Cold was too. So and I think um they can pull pull it off, you know? Um because the and you know, I I I just think they could pull it off. Will that happen? I don't think so. I don't think it will happen. Um but, you know, so that's why I said they might as well go, you know, um, Punk and, and Roman. Because I think this is the, the it, like you said, Punk, um, he might get injured, right? So you got to do, you got to do the opposite of what AEW do. You got to have them hit, you got to get your big matches out the way quick because you never know if it's going to happen. And he's hot right now. And Roman is kind of hot right now. So you might as well put that. Put those two those two forces against each other Dude, right I, now. I agree. It's just like with AEW, you gotta make these matches happen. When you gotta you make it happen. People. Roman could walk away tomorrow. CM yes. could walk away tomorrow. Like I'm yes. not talking about fighting people backstage. I mean quitting. Like just yes, exactly. So you can't not like say hurt people' feelings because you know you want somebody to finish their story. You yeah. know, and I get it. Cody is the ambassador, and he's he's great for W. He's the biggest baby face that they have, um, him and L.A. Knight. But, again, you know, you got to – it's hot, and it, there's two titles. So let I'm them win the, the World Heavyweight Championship. Let them have the fire – there's still going to be fireworks. There's still going to be that. He's still going to have the title. He's still going to be pushed – as the he's the number one baby face they have, you know what I'm saying? He's gonna be pushed all over. And not to be honest with you, to be honest with you, big man, if Cody has that belt and he push and they, and they and he's everywhere because he do all the media and he brings that belt with him everywhere, that will bring some more prestige to that belt, don't you think? Yeah, no, I, I totally agree, and and he, you know, you're right. He must be the most loved because anybody else, you know, woe is me. I'm not the world champion. People would be like, get over yourself. <laughs> but this right. tells you, you know, no, I, and I agree. And and there's also the old pro wrestling kind of perspective. Mahler, um, he's already over. Does he need the belt? You know, he doesn't need the belt. He doesn't. No. He just no. he he doesn't need the belt. He's over. He's selling a lot of merchandise. The kids love him. He doesn't need yeah. he, he he gets a great reaction. So like LA Knight, right? Like the you know LA Knight, that's another guy has over. And like what do you do with him? Oh, um, I'd say the two of them fight for the number one contender would be funny. The fans would be like, What what do I do? Right. Like what do you do with him or LA Knight? Because he he the I, I know the last four in the Royal Rumble I don't know if they would do this, but I know three of them would be Cody, L.A. Knight, and CM Punk. I don't know what the fans would cheer for. Um, they have to have someone else in there. Maybe Logan Paul be the the, the fourth oh, guy. Oh, that would be hilarious. Yeah. You know, because um, once Punk Logan Paul, Paul – Punk and Paul would probably be bigger to me, as just me, than Punk and Roman, to be honest. But that's not a, that's, that wouldn't main event, though, big man. He wants the main event. That wouldn't main event unless Logan Paul beat Seth Rollins and takes the belt from him. And then Logan Paul, because that would be a hell of a match. You know what I'm saying? Logan Paul yeah. could put on a hell of a Long, match. 
on the mic as well. You know? Right. Cody and Logan Paul would be a big match too. The amount oh, of media, the good. amount of yeah. media they can get that a lot of, you know, that would be a hell of a match too. So just I don't to know. show you like how big Logan Paul is when he did that dive on Roman with the phone that he mm-hmm. took a selfie of, like all over the media was like Logan Paul dives on wrestler. <laughs> like <laughs> <say> Roman Reigns. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah. Roman Reigns is big in WWE universe. Yes. Oh, he's, he's not. He's not big outside of the universe. He's not like Punk. No, yeah. Punk he's is big. A movie. He can do a movie. They got to put him in the one. That's, you know. Punk is big outside. Like people know CM Punk. He's big everywhere. Yeah, Chicago. Um, Chicago's a is a main media market. Right. Like a huge deal in Chicago, so that's right. always gonna. You know, so what I mean is not just Chicago. I mean, he becomes famous all over because right. he's like such a main figure in Chicago. Right. It's like how so, people know like a Yankee player. Right. We don't even know like around. You know, it's just yeah. Right. So yeah, man, we we gotta see. You you know, I think they should make. I think Punk should win the Royal Rumble. Should go on to WrestleMania, take on Roman Reigns. Why you have it? Why you have it? Why you have it? If you want to put Cody in the match too, put Cody in the match. If you want to do a fatal four way and make it bigger for bigger, Roman, Rome, it, this it's, this is a great storyline. It'd be everybody the whole year Roman was after of that beat. That Roman, you know, every the his ghosts of Christmas past, you know, um, yeah. the ghosts of Roman's past. You know, we got um, Cody. We got you know, L.A. Knight, and you have um, Punk, and they all with a fatal four-way match, and and they can pull that off. Um, and it's a big match, and people are like, damn, this is the biggest. The the um, video package um, leading up to that that match would be amazing, and everyone will have somebody to cheer for there. You know, you yeah. have L.A. Knight fans, you have Cody Rhodes fans, you have Roman fans, you have Punk fans, and everybody will be. Everybody would be invested in that match, you know, somehow, some way. You know? I, I agree. All right, let's go to the last match of SmackDown. Randy Orton, L.A. Knight defeated Solo Sokoa and Jimmy Uso. L.A. Knight was going for the BFT. Randy Orton took, uh, spinned, took him out the BFT, and then RKO'd him. RKO'd um, Jimmy Uso and went to one, two, three. Your thoughts? I feel like Ivar has more buzz now than Solo Sokoa. To be honest, I mean, you don't know. Sometimes someone's absence tells you how important they were. Man, Roman Reigns solo is struggling, in my opinion. What do you think? Yeah, but that yeah. was the, they, they. What they should have done was took the bloodline off TV. Period. You know, and Jay Uso made boy, and taking Jay Uso out hurt as well. Um, you know. Because Jay Uso is a star by himself. <laughs> the bloodline made Jay Uso a star. Yeah. He's a yeah. star on his own. He's, and there's oh. a lot of things about him. Like my one of my sisters who doesn't watch wrestling. Like when the use, like the whole tribal, like the whole bloodline was coming to the ring. She just looked at Jay Uso and goes, wow, he looks a little like The Rock. You know, mm-hmm. he just, he, he is, he, he does have another quality to him. Yes, he does. You know, he does have star quality. He has a star quality. He has. He's a main. We didn't. It, it took him a couple of years, like 
two, couple years. But he's got it. And the, the, the people are into him. He do his little thing with his hands. People are into him. And think, Yeah, and I think, you know, when you say it took a couple, it did take a couple of years to get the Usos over. Because right. that, that was rough. Yeah, and it, it was. wasn't their fault to their own. I, I didn't, I didn't. I didn't like them. I didn't care about them, but I, I couldn't point to anything they were doing wrong. But I think with Jay, I think maybe he's just so good that when his job is not to be in the focus, he's really good at not being in the focus. And when his job is to be a star, he can do that. Right. Um, what's going on with the Yeet? So it turned out that um, a former, another wrestler on the Indies had trademarked Yeet. And the reason that's significant is trademark, um, it's a violation of a trademark if there's consumer confusion. Like Jay Uso didn't invent the term Yeet, right? Um, but he is a wrestler using it in a wrestling environment on a wrestling show. So nobody, like if, you know, a rapper had an album called Yeet, nobody is buying a Jey Uso shirt thinking that they're really getting, thinking they were tricked because they wanted the rapper's merchandise. It's different. But the fact that another wrestler had Yeet, that would be a trademark violation. Um, it had expired. But the reason they were still cautious about it is, you know, a trademark is, you know, it shifts the burden of proof. So if I have my trademark that's registered, I can say, now you have to prove, you know, your case. So it could still, even if the trademark expired, the other wrestler could still show that I'm using this and this is me and it could be a copyright issue. Um, they resolved it apparently. And so it's Yeet is free for Jey Uso and man, he is riding that <laughs> wave. He's beating that dead horse. It's not dead yet. But the fans like it, and yeah, I don't think he needs it. I think he's he was he's good enough without it, but it makes things easier. Yeah, that was something he was easy to say. Yeet. I'm like, what the hell is this? But Yeet um, yeah, and yeah, those are the two because, big reasons. Because they um they they blurred it out his shirt and they stopped selling his shirts on WWE Shop. Uh they did. Because I'm checking is. right now. I think it's over with, right? Though it's over. Let me just double check. Uh, yeah, because I know they blurred it out, and um, which I mean they they didn't have a different shirt. They didn't have the main event Jay Uso shirt that 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 he could have, you know, put on instead of this Jeep. <laughs> uh, let's see. Wow, it's not back up yet. It's not back up yet. I right? read that it was resolved. I guess, but and then he wrote on Twitter or Instagram. He wrote, "Yeet, yeet, yeet is free." But, huh. Yeah, maybe they still maybe being careful. Like, they're probably like you're over. Like we don't want to have any issues, but I don't know. That's a good. You know, here I was thinking it was all over with. I guess I should be fired from the news. <laughs> <laughs> all right, give us a wild report before we get up out of here. And wow, let me tell you. So they had a match, and it was so there was the five superstar challenge for the wow championship the champion princess ozzy who feels that you know the fans love her but the wrestlers don't respect her because she's an underdog so she wanted everything she wants to fight everyone so it's her against tormenta who's managed by sofia lopez the world's greatest attorney 
Penelope Pink, your girl, uh, of the fabulous Lana Stars, Fabulous Four, former champion, The Beast, and a mystery person. Now, Jesse Jones wrestled Genesis from Exile. She's the one with the nunchucks. And if Jesse Jones won, she'd be that fifth person. The cool, this was my match of the week, basically. Jesse Jones against X against Genesis, because they both have tag team partners they're not happy with. So Jesse Jones had Americana at ringside who doesn't want Jesse to ever cheat, because that's a bad example to her son Levi. And then Genesis had Exodus and Ice Cold, who she feels are not tough enough. And so when Genesis would distract the referee, she expected Ice Cold and Exodus to beat up Jesse Jones, and they didn't touch her. On the other hand, Jesse Jones got a roll up and had the tights of uh, Genesis. Americana yelled at the referee that Jesse had the tights. And the referee broke it up, and then Je- Jesse Jones got rolled up by Genesis. And oh, wow. so Genesis won. The weird thing was, Genesis didn't get the spot in the match. That was only a stipulation for Jesse. So they're having this, it was a Royal Rumble, basically, where. No, it was like a war game. So it starts out the 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 big match started out with uh, um, started out with uh, the champion Princess Ozzy against um, Penelope Pink. Penelope got hurt a little bit um, on her neck, and then out came El Tormenta. And every two minutes, but the match doesn't start until all five are in the ring, and then there's a pinfall submission. So then the fifth person coming out is the wild card and it turned out to be abilene maverick who as you remember from a couple years ago was the one from texas the blonde who used to bully steffi slays Mm -hmm. the governor's daughter she comes out penelope pink has uh the pin on princess ozzy she throws penelope pink out of the ring covers print and abilene maverick's the new world champion so huge upset her return to pro wrestling, to WOW Women of Wrestling. She's now the champion. Wow. And by the way, they do have a new wrestler who I think you would love. Um, Who's that? Goldie, Goldie Collins. She Goldie has blonde Collins. hair. Goldie Collins. And she's here to be the new top dog. And she's a champion dog breeder. <laughs> <laughs> I love them dog breeders. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff. So WOW was wow pretty good. So. Dave McLean doing different things, having Princess Ozzy beat Penelope Pink was a big upset, and now bringing back Abilene Maverick out of nowhere, and now she's the world champion. Pretty, pretty out there. Well, the hot potato in that championship, huh? Out of nowhere, right? Before it was like the world champion was champion for a year, basically. Now it's right. All right. Well, big man, thank you so much for joining us today. No, thank you for having me. Thank you to everybody listening. Great show today. This has been the State of Wrestling Apologize Report. We'll see you guys next week. Most definitely.
thank you for joining us for this edition of the State of Wrestling, the Power Driver Report. Please join us next week for the next edition.